He was like, if, if somebody's going to sit there and listen, don't you want to see who you're talking to? Like, even when you're on the phone, people, that's why they got FaceTime now. Right. People want to see who they're talking to. And it made sense. So um, I was like, man, where am I going to get a camera from? And he was like, <laughs> you got a phone. And for the longest, I didn't even tell people that I was recording with my phone. People was asking me where I got my camera from because I get equipment questions all the time. And it was like, where you get your camera from? And I'm like, AT&T. <laughs> You got to lease that mug. You right. better put it to use for something. Well, right. So um, that's what I've been doing. So all know, you need is a phone and some will, and you can make right. it happen. And eventually you'll jump across the cameras and whatnot. Eventually, hey. Yeah, you, know, you cry I'm, before you walk. It's, it's cool. Hey, I'm pricing. <laughs> I'm pricing. You know what I'm saying? Hey. You know, hopefully they got like some sort of layaway or something. I'm sure they do. Sure. You know, crib around the corner. Man, preach. <laughs> I'm waiting for Black Friday. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully I get one I'm for like for $20. That, not, for the, not for the gifts. I'm waiting for that, but I'm waiting for alumni. Oh. You, you know it. Turn up be ours. Indeed. November. November y'all. Y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've Don't never play. seen so many cuss. I bleed that orange green. I mean, we serious about that orange man. green. And it's my ten year this year, so oh man, you know I'm looking forward enjoy. to it. Like, don't enjoy. worry, I will. Sam's just don't know I, I won't be there. <laughs> I gonna find out today, but I gonna be there. Hey. No. Hey, hopefully this is after you know, uh, or if it, if it hey, ain't, it is what it is. Right? Hey. Hey. I ain't hiding it. Hey, that, that's what. PTO time is there for you. you That's true. To. I need to start back saving my while I'm talking. Hey. Because, uh, yeah. Mine's in the bucket. I don't do what cool. you want to do with it. <laughs> don't give it to me and tell me how to use it. Like That's that. true. So. I can't, you know, they, I'm not going to say what company I work for, but the mugs told me on October 1st, the entire month is blacked out. So you can't. That's ask. just October? Yeah. See, we have, we have October, but then they, it goes into November and then it goes into December. So they have specific dates, like, we, j we find out, that I don't know if this is a new system that we're running now, where well, it is a new system to where we're now just finding out what key event days are. So wow. imagine if you put your six months, you know what I'm saying, you mm -hmm. put your time in and you tell me, well, you can't get this day. Well, how was I supposed to know that this was a key event day? You didn't right. take it upon yourself to notify me to pull me in the office and say, hey, let's, let's That's talk bogus. about this. Right. So That's, wow. I'm going to do what I need to do, but in the meantime, in between time, I'm going to use you to get what I need to get. Thank you. All right, Daddy. Hey. All right. Well, um, question. You mentioned that you're an artist. Mm -hmm. So I always bring this question to light. Now, normally I say top three. But given that uh, music is such a large genre, I'm going I'm to give you five. Top five artists? Top five artists that inspired you. Tupac. Okay. Lauren Hill. Mm. Aaliyah. Mm. Go back. Uh, gotta do Curtis Blow. You gotta pay homage okay. to the people. I gotta do okay. MC Light. Okay. You gotta do Queen. All right. I mean, I gotta represent for my women. I, I so. love it. Love it. Love it. I, I actually met MC five. Light when I was young. And that's, it's crazy because when I was in creative writing class at Bishop, that's what they called me. And I'd be like, I'd be like no, that's I'm dope. not her. That's that lady, legendary. Not her. At least not yet. Mm. <laughs> I appreciate that humbleness. Not yet, no. I appreciate that. Yeah, you, you, hey, that's the only way you're going to get that. We all started from somewhere. Sure. And I never want to get beyond myself to I lose who I am, trying to figure out and please other people. Sure. I want to be me. So if I can keep people around me that keep me grounded, that keep me humble, keep me sustained to not doing everything you see everybody, mm -hmm. I don't want to lose myself. All right, then. I heard that. Okay. Well. <laughs> 
I, I you can't beat that. I, I appreciate you keeping that sense of identity and ambition at the same of time. Of course. It's like moving forward while remembering where you came from. So right. respect. Never forget where you come from. And I always be humble enough to help somebody in the past. Like look back and I would never make it. That's one thing I hate about Mobile. Like it's that crab in a bucket mentality and it's so Ooh. much talent down here. It is. And I always it's crazy because half of the friends that I have it's not meant purposefully for me to meet them and they do music. It's not something that we plan, but ironically, everybody that runs in my circle for the most part does music. Why? <laughs> what God is trying to teach me, I don't know, but I'm, just, I'm enjoying the moment of it. But I definitely say I make it, we make it. I feel bad if I make it and I don't take somebody with me. Now, granted, it may not be right away because mm -hmm. I got to get established first, but I will come back. And I want to put Mobile on the map because it's a lot of talent here. But think about it. Who, who's done it? Who's left? And actually, I would be the first if I was to do that. That's true. It's one thing to talk it, but I haven't seen anybody do it. It's true. It is a, it's a little bit of a, I'm going to get me first right. type of mentality. Um, and it's sad. Um, Definitely. Because at the end of the day, knowledge is meant to be shared, period. You know, if, if you eat and someone else eat, they'll do the same. Right. And every it's, it's enough space at the and table. And even if, and I look at it like this, even if we ain't friends, we ain't, we ain't on the same page, it's cool. I still want you to eat, just not at the table with me. Notice I say I still want you to eat, mm -hmm. just not with me. So it's okay for you to still do your own thing. I'm never going to, I ain't going to hate you, I ain't going to, because that's blocking my blessings. That's how it's I true. look at it. So why be mad, upset, and bitter with you? And you around here, whoop de whoop, ain't even bothering you. I'm the one. That's right. I'm the one missed about it, so no. That does make sense. They out here living life, and you better. Right. Mm. And where's that getting me? Yeah, nowhere. Mm. And they're facts. prosper, and I'm still uh, still in a dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Still right. dreaming. Hmm. All right. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Well, with that being said. Thank you for tuning in to another episode <laughs> of A Businessman. Told you I was going to do it. Hey, <laughs> it's your boy, sir. And today I got a special guest, Black on Black Ryan hey, in the building. You see it? Hey, Kenda <laughs> Edwards. I'm going to let her introduce herself because she got plenty of hats. Plenty <laughs> of them. Yeah, I go by Kenda Edwards. Some people know me for Young Gunner. That's my poetry name. I also do music, so I go by Classy K. And shout out to Exclusive because that's my music group and my podcast my name is Scrap. By the way, my podcast name is Hello, My Name Is. So, yes, I do wear a lot of different hats. All right. Well, cool, cool, cool. So, with that being said, how long have you been active in music? Active in music, I would say I jumped out the womb when it comes to that. But <laughs> I've been writing since the age of 11. Really? Since the age of 11. I think I've been doing freestyles since probably 8 or 9. It's crazy, like. To what? If you don't mind me asking. I'm beatboxing just to whatever I felt, like, whatever I feel. Like, because I feel like every everybody is expressive in their own different way. So mm. who am I to tell you how to use your creativity? I can't. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Because I've spoken with, um, and then this is a recurring uh, story, I feel like. I've spoken when, in Eternity's interview. We yes. talked about how you used to listen to, you know, older rap from back in the days, yes. and then you make your own lyrics to their music. Exactly. And, you just you learn beats and things that way in the pattern and, you, and rhythm. And I don't feel like we as artists pay homage to the to the legendary folks. Man, if 
they didn't do it, how would you even have the platform that you have? So right. Why not pay homage to them? Right. Every second I get, I'm going to thank you. Mm. I'm going to thank you because I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for you to some degree. Hey, preach. Preach. All right. So that leads me to one of my new questions I want to ask you. One of my curveballs I was going to tell you. Like, um, always coming up, you know, we develop into who we are. You're never exactly who you are that day when exactly. you start. So what were you like as a child? <laughs> Not much has changed as a child. I would always be into something. Um, I knew how to talk my way out of everything. <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Very, call it what you like. Um, <laughs> I was always outspoken. I believe in speaking my mind. Um, I can honestly say I got that from my dad. But um, mm-hmm. pretty much, I've always been someone who stands my ground. Okay. Can't pretty much stray me away. Um, learn to just be my own person and not try to be what everybody wants me to be, but more so of who I want to be. Okay. Because when you're trying to please everybody, where do you get? Mm. I'm the one that's left feeling unhappy or miserable about this because I'm trying to accommodate your feelings. And I just can't do that. I mean, sorry. Sorry, not sorry, rather. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. All yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So. You mentioned with music since you you know come out since you've been young you've been into kind of the cadences if you if you're into like talk your way out of things you learn how to speak mass manipulator early <laughs> <laughs> and i All still right. got it so hey okay i'm hey. sure my kids will get it too i mean hey goes with the territory well at least you know the book then yeah, you right. can see it coming i wrote it so hey. <laughs> you might as well all right so with delving into uh I guess into poetry. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, since you were writing short stories and, and yeah. things like that, what really inspired? Like, like what made you pick up that pencil to to write those things? Was there an event? Well, as or? a kid, I felt like I never was the type to go to anybody and talk about my problems. Hmm. So, granted, that's all I had. My pen and my pad is my best friend. If you ask me, um, anything I need to write, it was always there. I didn't have to worry about being judged. That's my own canvas. So you can't tell me how to paint the picture that I see. You can only let me draw it and maybe you can relate, maybe you can't. Okay. You you said something that caught my attention. You What's said that, that um, you didn't really go to other people. Yeah, I never, because like, you know, if people, I ain't gonna say I didn't have the outlet to go to people and talk, okay. but I just, you know, we as black people, I feel like you, you're taught to, you know, what happens in this house stays in this house mentality. True. So. I look at that more so as you trying to let people into your private life and I just that's not something I ever cared to do so I keep a lot I've kept a lot of things suppressed and bottled in which that's where the poetry and the writing come about because everything that I want suppressed or that I was holding in mm-hmm. I'm letting it out different outlets whether it's music whether it's poetry whether it's whatever it is painting drawing whatever okay just creative expression I understand that taking those real life instances and translating it I get that. That does make for beautiful art because it comes from a place that's real. Definitely. All right. I respect that. I respect that. So, um, with that being the case, were there any obstacles that came along the way of this? Of course. You always have that. I think we all go through that phase in life where you're trying to find who you truly are. Hmm. So, that's my biggest obstacle was trying to figure out who Kenda was. Okay. You know, um, what Kenda has to offer. Granted, you know it sometimes, but you don't always come to terms with it, I would say. Like, you know it, but do you really know it? Seems like everybody else can identify what's so special about you that some people may not. So it's like, 
dang, did I not know how special I really was? Mm. So it's the beauty of it is seeing it from somebody else's eye. Because I'm like, man, it's one thing to think I'm a dope rapper, but it's another thing for somebody like a Jay-Z or somebody to say, hey, dope. Be like, whoa. Huh. I thought that, but you just confirmed that. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Okay. I can see that, you know, that affirmation from other people. Because as you grow up and you're doing something you love, you do tend to question yourself. I mean, it's, I don't yeah, want to say so. you doubt, but you the just question, you question mean, your level of ability. But everybody does. That's part yeah. of being a human. Right. Yourself, so, you're your own critic, you know. Exactly. Naturally. Your heart is critic at that. Truth. Truth. All right. So with growing up and uh, obviously going to school, uh, were there any teachers that kind of tried to refine that craft for you of writing? Definitely. I would say I was always that kid. Like, I did what I was supposed to do, but I still played around, too. So I didn't do mm-hmm. as much as I could. Gotcha. And I think it took for me to meet Miss Kelly, my 12th grade English teacher. And that lady there, when I say whatever she is, I have to thank her. I wouldn't be the writer that I am today because anything I write now is just, just nothing. Mm. But that's because... I've written, I've written papers that I'm like, why am I writing this? <laughs> but it had meaning behind it because it taught me how to write. It taught okay. me how to structure things, essays, however you choose to format it. It, it made sense. What once didn't make sense is like, oh, so this is why I had to learn this to, to get this. And okay. Made sense. How did she, I guess, challenge you? Because it sounds like. How, how didn't she challenge me? <laughs> you had papers literally every, every week. I mean, you think about it paper a paper mm. whether it's stories on Macbeth I be like this happened years before our time why are we talking right. about this but just challenging you and you would think like I say by that happening in a whole different time period well, what could this do but you'd be surprised at some of the same situations that they went through back in that time we still go through in this time okay. same type of problems same mm. situations okay yeah, that does make sense. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Because I, you're right. I, I guess the teacher that did make the biggest influence on me was my uh, high school English teacher. It's funny you say that. and uh, because yeah, English. Yeah, is. it was. And that is my favorite subject, consequently. It, it has to be. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's, man, because it's nothing like writing something you think is perfect and, and then getting humbled. You, you get quick. seeing all them Very red quickly. marks and that red, that red that pen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> like, no, man. not an A. Right. But no, not an A. Man, shatter your whole world. But it's needed. It's yes, needed. It's, it is. It's growth. Very much so. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, I guess going to another one of those pop-up questions I wanted to touch on. If you could, and this is out of left field, by the way, but if you could, I guess talk to God and ask him any one question. Free answer. He just tell y'all for it. Because, you know, we, being a spiritual person I am, I, I feel like to. we pray for that answer. And it will get it indirectly. It may not be right then. It could be later. It could be through right. something else. But if you had that one question, one he was question. right here. And you would just <laughs> ask him. And he just tell you right now. What would be that one question you would ask? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? Ooh. And what's... What is my purpose here on life, and what am I? What is my vessel to help use to help someone else? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> do you, Do you feel you'd be prepared for that answer? Yeah, I would be prepared. Well, because see, whether good or bad, 
he's told me the answer. Only thing that I can do now is to prepare myself for what's to come because he's given me the answer. And I feel I look at life like that. Like okay. I really do. It's like a movie. He's sure. the director. He already knows the way the format the story's gonna go. You're the main character. You don't know, but as you're reading along and you're playing that character, you find out. Okay, I appreciate you not being afraid of the answer. Most people Definitely. would be too afraid to open that box. <laughs> I'm an open box. Ain't no neither. Hey, preach, preach. So, going back to something we talked about earlier about you playing, uh, you know, different <coughs> roles, having many hats, like. The number one problem I have is time management. I will admit that day in, day out, I am terrible <laughs> at keeping up with dates and stuff. If it wasn't for Google calendars, I would be in trouble. As you saw last week, I thought the interview was last Sunday. Is this Sunday. I'm like, no, I thought we... I had to go back and look at my message. <laughs> Just to make look, sure. look, it's real out here. My memory is not what it used to be. But how do you manage to uh, balance work in your personal life? Just that. They're, they're both very different. And as long as I keep them from one another, they're even better. They don't mesh. They're not supposed to mesh. Mm -hmm. Business is business. Personal is personal. And I've noticed when you mix the two, what a disaster. So I care not to intertwine. I don't. Mm. Uh, that is probably... Separately. The, Separately. Yeah, that's probably the most interesting answer I've heard. Why is that? A lot of poets I spoke with say they tend to mix the two because of their passion for both. That passion for life does tend to bleed into the poetry and the poetry. But it doesn't have to be. Life is all about choices. That's true. And choices so is different choose, for everybody. Right, you're right. But then see some of the decisions that come from those very choices, then you start to question them. A lot of decisions that you're forced with to face, you may didn't even have to go through that if you just chose properly. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Philo <laughs> Philosophize me, man. I'm with it. Okay. So, this question is probably one of my favorite personal ones um, because it forces you to look back at your life as a whole. So, if you could choose one moment that's probably your most memorable, probably your favorite memory overall, whether it's a birthday, it's a party, or a session or a set what is probably the most memorable moment the most memorable moment um poetry wise or you just mean life period in life i would have to say graduating mm. elaborate i say graduating college for me easily because it's one thing to graduate from high school. I look at that more so as I did that for my parents. But then when I graduate college, that's an accomplishment that I did for me. No one can take that from me, either, either, either degree. But college is more meaningful to me because I can honestly look back and say, I did that. I mm -hmm. didn't have anybody holding my hand. You know, mom, them take you to school and everything. Well, when you hit college, there's so nobody. Yeah. When people say, oh, you can get it how you live, you figure it out. In college, they mean that. Mm -hmm. So, I would definitely say college, graduating college. Okay. I'm not planning to do that again. <laughs> All right. Got to. All Got right. to. I respect that. What was your major? My major, at the time, it was nursing. But really? then, I changed. I lost one of my oldest aunts. Um, I was like this close from getting ready to apply for the program and everything. And I think it kind of... That's crazy. It's crazy how, the work, how life works because... At the time when I lost her, it was, you read everything that you, you know what I'm saying? You read this stuff, but it's another thing when you face it. Mm -hmm. So I'm taught this, 
but this is my loved one here. So it's completely different. And then you fast forward. I lose my godmother last March. Sorry. And, no problem. Thank you. Um, I lose her last month, last March. <clears throat> and then I look at it and I'm the one that's having to break things down chronologically, talking with the nurse in medical terminology, but then putting in lateness term for everyone else to understand. And um, i never forget her last little thing that I remember about my godmother was they took her, they put her on a feeding tube. Mm. And um, putting on a feeding tube and then when they took her off, off of the machine or whatever, um, she had that suction or whatever, so you had to suck out, you know, the saliva because, you know, if she can die if you don't, you know, right. so you clean it out. And nobody wanted to do that. And I never forget, I never forget the doctor's name. Her name was Summer, and she's like, Kim, I know you say you don't want to do this, but I need you to strongly consider that. So it makes me, I'm in limbo. I love it, but then you think about it. You grow attached to people. It's not purposely right. done, but how do you not grow attached? Like you build relationships with people. So how do I? How tell me how do I say you lost your loved one and not have some type of compassion, not be just as hurt behind it to tell you as you are, because this is your loved one. So that's that's the hard part I have with it. I respect that. It's funny. Uh, one of my questions up there is, uh, what's a, a death that uh, shook you? Um, I have plenty, plenty. Um, but I would say they shook me in the right direction. Mm. Every time I lose somebody, I feel like that's an eye opener for me. I can't speak for anybody else, but whether it be my grandmother, whether it be my auntie Jean, whether it's been my godmother, whether it's been my aunt Boo, everybody that has passed, I would say, has had some type of effect on me, but yeah. all in different, different ways. But it's a good thing because mm -hmm. the great thing about it is I know what they expect of me. So even though I don't have them with me in the physical sense, spiritually wise, I know everything there is for me to know as far as the format and what they would expect of me to do. So if I'm doing something out the ordinary, I get that, that feeling like, hey, you know this ain't what such such woman. <laughs> mm. So I still, I carry that with me. So they still with me. That's how I look at it. Love it. Love that. Um, it's funny. I don't know what it is about aunts, <laughs> but everybody got at least that one cool aunt. That was Auntie Jean for me. Man. Easily. That's like mom to me. Man. I can go to Auntie. It's crazy because I can go to Auntie and talk to Auntie about things I couldn't go to mom and talk to mom. Right, right. You but know I, it, it was is. just that open dialogue. With that me. is. Like, you just said it. Everybody don't have it, and that's special. But then I feel like it's even more special because especially they don't have any children. Mm -hmm. They living vicariously through y'all anyway. So right. It's like, well, baby, your mama said you can't have it, but I'm going to get it to you anyway. Mm -hmm. so. It's funny you brought that up because my aunt at one point was also my English teacher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know because you know slack. Man, you, <laughs> oh, you want to know how that's shook right. I was? I had to transfer to Theodore Middle, and I... Look at my schedule. Don't pay it no attention for real. Where is it at? Found it. I walk into the last class of the day, and there she is. Not the last, right? And uh, she was so hard on me. She was so hard on me. Yes, I can only. If I I slipped and called her Aunt Carolyn, and she docked me points on my quiz for that. She was yeah, like, she no, ma'am. Right. right. She, she was like, uh-uh. I do not play that. That's I am Because right. I can't give you no special privileges. Right. Either. She was exceptionally hard on me. 
exceptional. <laughs> but I appreciate it though, exactly, because it gave me a realistic view of the world. You know, exactly. And the that's world, how I feel about people. Like, why should I sugarcoat things for you? Thank that, you. <laughs> why should I sugarcoat things for you that the real world is just isn't going to? That's right. So, if I can't be open and honest with you, then are we really friends? Cool. I respect are that because I've always felt like sugarcoating is lying. Right. Always. One hundred percent. I just ain't got time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't want to walk on eggshells with you. Right. If, if, I ain't got time to tiptoe. Right. And something I tell my friends, dating and everything, if you're going to be with me in any sort of like communication process whatsoever, we got to keep it 100 because right. I don't have any time to be wondering what you really think right. or what you really mean. When you can just, just be open and honest about it. And just, it might hurt my feelings. It might. I might have to go and think about myself <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if we're friends like we say we're friends, I should be able to talk to you. You should be able to talk to me. You could hurt my feelings. I can hurt yours. But it ain't no love lost at the end of the day. Right. It's just Fact. a respect level. That's Fact. It. And at the end of the day, like you said, I don't have to second guess and wonder. Right. And if I have to question it, stand. Then it's not. It's not genuine anyway. There it is. Love it. Love it. All right. So I wanted to snag one more question from off that list that I had here. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm always inspired to hear my compatriots spit a poem. Like people I genuinely love. <laughs> I love to hear them speak of a piece that they love and they, because always everybody, a lot. well I ain't gonna say everybody, cause that'd be assuming. A lot of people don't understand that poetry is so totally different than spoken word. There's a performance piece that has to be included when you think right. of spoken word. So is there a spoken word piece or a poet that you look at and every time you see them perform you're like they killed it definitely um sunny patterson mm. sunny patterson it's crazy how i stumbled upon black on black rhyme but i'll never forget my first gala everybody was there for this woman i mean it's packed we in a i think we were like in a like a um college dorm mm -hmm. or whatever not a dorm well a college auditorium okay and so Everybody's in there waiting for Sonny. And I'm looking around like, who the hell is this lady? <laughs> and I was like, man, all right, I'm ready to go. Like, who's this lady that everybody talking about? Like, what she got to offer? And so everybody had gas up. So I was like, she can't be that good or whatever. That's what I thought. I wasn't saying it, but that's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And so she came out the, not even two minutes into a set. I'm looking at everybody else when she come out there. I'm like, and she caught me the first line. I don't know if it's the Orleans accent mm. or what it was, but it just it struck me. And I've been hooked ever since. Whatever it is, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. But I, that's a that's a very influential woman that I would say for us. My time when it comes to poetry. I mean, you have to pay homage to the Maya Angelos too, but. Mm. Sunny is the closest I'm gonna get to the perfection of my generation. I feel like mm. so if I can inspire to be like anybody, female-wise, poet-wise, and she's definitely up there for me. All right, all right, all right. I, I think it's <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. It's like it's on come up. It's because you're sitting there like man, she ain't about to get yeah, me. And the very what, first line, <laughs> the first line. Wow, <laughs> that's hilarious. Who is she, man? Maybe she is as great as everybody says she is. Man, I, I haven't had the, the uh, I haven't been blessed to hear her yet. 
but amazing. I've seen live, like live videos of her spitting. Yes, wasn't like, she at the um? She was at the Black on Black Run last year. Sure was. In fact, I did hear her speak. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Because I did catch her accent, and I was like, oh yeah, she's from over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's thick Real too. Babies. Yeah, it's thick. <laughs> it's thick. All right. So, also going back and up to this point. At any point, did you feel that you wouldn't be successful? Absolutely. Um, I still feel that way from time to time. Mm. Or how I I like to approach it is when people say great job, it's not that I'm not appreciative of it. Not at all. I'll say thank you. But it comes across to some people as if, like, you ain't give you shortchanging yourself. And I don't look at it as shortchanging because the best is yet to come in my mind. Mm. So I look at it more like, you was blessed with this, but it gets better. Mm. It gets sweeter. I promise you it does. I'm, I'm steadily growing okay. in my own tempo. So that's just how I look at it. So best is yet to come. I always say that. All right. Okay. Another random one. I got one for you. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Come on. Favorite guilty pleasure? Favorite guilty pleasure? Candy. What kind? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, cuz. Skittles, Twix. I love all kind of candy. Starburst, Eminem, I have a, Snickers. That's my favorite. Maybe I'm just classic and I'm a old school. I definitely love that because maybe I'm just not myself as they Man, I see what you did there. <laughs> see, you Betty White, you know, maybe I'm not just yourself not, when you're hey. hungry. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I've always been, uh, I wasn't much on like Skittles and Starburst. But I think growing up, because I did so much of it as a kid, like by the time I hit like 12, I was like, I'm straight. (laughs) (laughs) I I used to do um, ring pops. Um, What was the kind of candy you had like a little thing and you could dip it, you lick it. Like a sucker and then it dipped the powder. I can't think of what it's called, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to get that almost every day. Mm. And um, do you remember when Fagos used to come in the glass bottle? Yes them we still sell those <laughs> what are you they serious we do still sell those yes if oh we don't have God. them I'm, I'm sure somebody i've seen that in some store whether it's Publix or somebody somebody got them i need i just i just want one just one because i haven't had one <laughs> the glass in bottle year. and in the glass bottle it's got to be in the glass bottle because when you drink you gotta make that little mm-hmm. noise after you drink it <laughs> right that's that's the key part that's the key part oh man that's you gotta funny. excuse me and um, between those and do you remember the popsicles that you had to break in the mm. middle that snap? I if I could find them. those, I'd be straight before yes, the summer. They don't out. even make ice cream like that no more. They I don't, don't. Know what these kids got. There. <laughs> no offense, the oh, she, she out. Right. Like, <laughs> the can the candy stuff they got now is trash. All right, so Kenda, uh, this next question is what I call the future question. I I'm sorry, I ask everybody this question because I always <laughs> wonder what they think of for themselves in the future. Because if you're going to think success, you have to. You can't just live day to day and not think ahead. So where would you like to see yourself as an artist, poet, person, uh, auntie (laughs) Uh, in one year, three years, and then in 10 years? In in one year, I would like to be to put out a whole compilation, like an album, at least one album to give the people, you know what I'm saying? So you can know me, like really know me, who I am behind the music okay that's what you what you hit me on because i feel like everybody doesn't rap on or talk about who they really genuinely are so 
I want to give you who I am wholeheartedly. Not okay. who I'm pretending to be. Yeah. Right. I don't want to put some out there. I, I, Shake the game up a little bit. Just a little. I find that interesting. Um, I've never heard anyone put it that way before. What? Putting out like a compilation to see the real you. Because usually... And, and, it's, and a this is, it's a facade. It's a facade. I, I won't even say a facade. I say it's a persona. Because facade means it's not true. Okay. And a persona is a, a piece of you. You know, just on 10. Okay. That's so, a good way of looking at it. So, I, I just find that interesting. Um, To, to show the truth of you. Yeah, in a whether it be poetry, whether it be music, whether it's a combination of both. I mean, That'd be a dope. Kind of a fusion of both. That's why, honestly, to this day... My favorite artist right now, Big Crit, because the fact. But don't get the respect they probably deserve. Don't get it. So <laughs> underrated. Very much so, but never cease to amaze me. Every single time, and I saw him perform in Pensacola. Mm, how was that? You was? I said, how was that? Oh, I thought you said you was there. I said, what? I said, um, how was that? It was actually my first concert, mm. and I have anxiety. So being around a bunch of people, it's kind of not my thing, but it was a crowd full of people all on the same thing, just that it hit great music, That's and the there's no better vibe than that. That's the beauty of it. Bumped into a dude, oh man, my bad, bro, you fine, you know, I shouldn't have leaned so hard, my bad, brother. Lady bumped into me, excuse me, like that, <laughs> step on shoe, oh, I'm so sorry, right. I got my drink, I'm sorry, like that. <laughs> makes it worthwhile and then um they on the same vibe you want nobody's there to fight nobody's there to smoke well i ain't gonna say they want to smoke that'd be a lie (laughs) but everybody was there to enjoy great music and when he came he brought that same energy back and my only regret is that i didn't wear comfortable shoes because i stood up the entire time four hours yeah i was weak (laughs) no chairs none well, you VIP had chairs, mm. and we were general admission. But hey, I was there. I don't care. We for the show. We care about the seats. Yeah, man. And um, <laughs> he brought his um, Ti son was there. Mm. Um, Which one, Damani? Damani. Uh, I didn't even realize who he was at first. I was like, oh, who's this light skinned cat? Mm-hmm. And then my girl was like, oh, that's Damani. I was like, Harris? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it had to, it took a while for me to, for it to click. I'm like, oh, that's Ti kid, you know, and he did a great job as well opening for him. So it was just the vibe. I I was astounded, and that's why I love your poetry shows like Black on Black Rhyme and Power Lines. No disrespect to them, but with y'all, y'all tend to have like a jazzy, uh, intimate, uncle, right. like soulful vibe. Um, I, I think about my first experience with, with you guys was like, I think September, October last year at um, Architecture ah. with uh, Miss Latasha's spot. And oh, <laughs> I fell in love with y'all, man. <laughs> I was like, when the next show? A month. <laughs> I was hurt. But man, I, I hate I missed y'all last night. I really did. That's um, a good one. Hey, there's always more. I'll be at the we next one. Every second, every second Saturday of the month. It's I'm, fine. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Um, so, that brings me to another one of my odd questions. Go ahead. Now, this one's a deep one now. Nobody's going to be here forever, right? Mm-hmm. One day we will perish, and it's all about the legacy you live behind. Mm-hmm. As far as your family and friends, mm-hmm. who do you think, if you had to choose, is going to be the one to cry at your funeral? 
And who's going to be that person, that one, that's going to actually laugh at the funeral? <laughs> I don't think anybody would laugh, but I'm a, such a goofball anyway. I can't lie. Um, so if they laughing, it's probably something I've done that mm-hmm. I probably don't remember. But I definitely think my niece would cry. That's like my child. That's my shadow. You see her, you see me. You think that's my kid. And I'm like, no. She's mm-hmm. just my niece. <laughs> but, yeah. And, her. and I say laugh. It isn't for the sake of, ah, she's dead. No, yeah. of course. It's that. It's memories that you make. Yeah. That. Timeless moments. Right. Right. Because I brought up that question because at the latest funeral I went to, I actually did that. And uh, the reason I did it is because one of the women that was speaking brought up an old story that I was there for Ah. and I was like that was actually a hilarious day (laughs) and so I'm sitting there like she's done speaking and I'm just sitting here head down just reflecting on that minute just just laughing (laughs) and people are looking at me and it it just struck me as odd it's like really it's a home going celebration Mm -hmm. so why shouldn't I laugh exactly you're so. celebrating life with the, you know the life that this person once lived so right. if you know them for having those funny goofball moments I mean you everybody has some type of funny in them mm-hmm. at some point with a moment so I think it's okay I'm not mad if you sit and laughing at my film I know I could have fooled in real life so. <laughs> <laughs> hey ain't no taking it back it is what it is hey life love that's what it's all about so Kendra this question it's not really a question it's just your time to shine here like I tell everybody else, the hardest thing to do when you have an idea is to step out on your own. Right. What words of encouragement would you have for that person who has an idea or a skill that they're afraid to share, but definitely feels that urge to do so? What would you tell them? Be you. Never be afraid to be who you genuinely are. Um, who wants to? I want the carbon copy. I want the real deal. I don't want the, the fake. So just be you. And I feel like everybody has something to offer. So who am I to tell you, you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm. Some of the greatest of the greats have failed. Everybody's mm. going to fail at some point in time. But it's not how you fall, it's how you recover. Mm. So walk out there. Step out there. You'd be surprised at what you find if you just step on out there. Tiptoe on out there. Tiptoe, however you want to do a tiptoe. <laughs> Two-step, whatever you want to do. Heel-toe. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Right. Make head bounce, whatever you want to do. Ooh, caught me on that <laughs> one. Whatever. Soldier slide. Hey, mm. whatever. Hey, uh, Kenda, I appreciate you taking time out your day to come no do problem. this for me. No problem. Um, if anyone wanted to get in contact with you, whether it be about music, whether it be about poetry, or just have an idea they want to share with you or might even want to collab on something who knows How, what would be the best method to reach you um people have been hitting me up on social media all the time so i just say go there just go on my facebook page or instagram or snap if you're serious about it it doesn't matter to me where you hit me okay as long as i can genuinely tell you serious and this is something you're very very passionate and interested in because i don't want to waste your time mm-hmm. but i don't want to waste mine either so hit me up whenever, whenever you're ready. Whether it's like I said, Facebook, phone, however you choose to do, it's fine with me. 
all right well i'm going to include the links on this video where you can see a name you can catch her on facebook you heard what she said just come with serious inquiries only so kenda this has been 2020 podcast i'm your boy sir this is kenda edwards young gunner appreciate that aka scrap you know what it is <laughs> <laughs> and uh we out that wasn't too bad. That wasn't bad at all. I thought you were going to hit me with the year three, with the year 10. I had all that ready. Oh, man. <laughs> I had all that ready. Take the audio separately and load it to SoundCloud or Hurt Radio, all the podcasty podcasting stuff. But go ahead, I, I wanted to actually hear. Um, I didn't even realize I cut you off during the one, three, and ten years. Oh, what were my? Um, put that down. Talk to the truth right there. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna let you hear something from last night too. Um, Please. <laughs> I got you, but um, in three years, I hope to be through college. You can actually got the degree. I think I'm ready to go back to school, but I think I want to do physical therapist. Mm. When I seen just right, that's just me. I'm that girl that loves sports. I'm your best friend. I'm every guy's best friend. So um, we could talk about y'all dangerous. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> sports, and then like I say, I love sports, and then be able to, to be able to travel with a team. Mm-hmm. Go wherever I want to go. Go wherever you go. Yeah. For free. Yeah, for the free, but then I'm, I love the game. So yeah. it's like, and I love I love anatomy. I really do. I love anatomy. So I look at it like I'm getting the best of both worlds. I'm getting to travel the world. I'm getting to mingle with star players, and you get a, you get to develop a relationship. I'm sure with them. So they get to know you. You get to know them, and I'm making good money. That is true. <laughs> so, that, that is a, so a definite not that the money not that the money matters, but it's a plus two. It's it's a benefit, I'll say, from doing what you're passionate about. Obviously, obviously, man, that is cool. Um, the funny thing, and I, I always, I don't want anyone listening to this to get the vibe that I'm saying her personality is dangerous. That's not what I mean. <laughs> um, I'll elaborate because I had somebody check me about that before. Uh, when I say dangerous, I mean it's rare. It it's is, rare. and so it's noticed as soon as it. Soon as you pop in the room mm -hmm. with people watching sports and you know what you're talking about, <laughs> it like clicks. Yeah, I got a cousin like that. Like, my cousin's a barber, Vince, and it mm. doesn't matter wherever the shop is. It's like, if he ain't seen me, he be like, hey, cuz, how you been? Uh, I'm good. I'm da 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 da. All right, so um, what you think about this game? And what, what you think about this player? And, what you, and the guys and now be like, that girl don't know nothing about no sports. And I'm like, okay. 
what sport do you talk about? What do you want to talk about? What is it that you want to know? And then by the time it's over, they be like, man, who this girl is? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you said I didn't know anything. Right, <laughs> so, right. How long have you been a sports fan? All my life. I'm the son my dad never had. <laughs> never heard that arrangement never before. Never. I'm the son he never had. I mean, think about it. I'm a girl. We can watch sports. We can watch wrestling. We can do everything the boy can do. Except for I'm not a boy. <laughs> I'm a girl. So, I mean, the sport, the love of sports come from him watching mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, my dad played every sport. So wow. I did track. I did volleyball. Um, did a little basketball. So, it's in What position? What, basketball? Mm-hmm. Shooting. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. but The height. I can see that. Yeah. So, it's in, it's in the blood. Ain't nothing you can do. And my mom ran track, so the athletes definitely there. You're already like it. a damn Avenger already. Just <laughs> right. right. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Okay. Nah. Are you a dad's girl? Mm, I wouldn't say dad's girl, but I'm the only kid that my father has. So. Oh, you sport. Mm. I so you, so you're not the. I don't think so. Me and my coworkers have this conversation all the time. Really. Cause see what you may define spoil as, I may not define it as. That is true. That is so, true. Um, was I blessed? Yes. Did I always get everything I wanted? Absolutely not. So oh, okay. how could I be spoiled if I didn't get everything I wanted? Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Uh, I, I just get it. Cause uh, I'm not a mama's boy. It was just my mom was a single mom, and. The, the reason I got that 100% mindset of keeping it 100 is because that's how my mom does me. My mom doesn't lie to me, regardless. In fact, I found out it about... It takes too much work. And my mom being a nurse and stuff, she, she it's funny, she's an RN. So when you right. were talking so about... so you can't lie. Anytime I had a question, she would come to me with the rawest truth ever because her thing was, she didn't want me to ask somebody else and get the wrong information. When I can give you the factual information up front. And it's coming from me, which means it's genuine because it's coming from me versus somebody giving you something that may not even be in your best interest. Facts. It may be to hurt you more than it is to help you. Right. It's it's funny. I actually found out what sperm was when I was like six. (laughs) I don't know if you remember this cartoon, Beavis and Butthead. Yes. I just thought it was a cartoon. (laughs) I just turned on to it. and That what was on. Man, and he said something about sperm. And I was like, hmm. Sperm? No, it's my mom. Mom was sperm. And I asked this in front. We had guests. So, you know, when, when parents have guests, you go back there. You go back, watch TV. I come back down. I was like, Mom, I have a question. And my mom will stop whatever she's doing to answer your question. What's sperm? Place, you can hear a rat piss on cotton. Place sure. got quiet. I'm sure. Because how do you tell a six-year-old what sperm is? And we had to talk right then, right, right there. there. I respect that. Most people don't do that. Yeah, yeah. So, even as an early age when she was studying to be a nurse, because my earliest memory was her being an LPN mm-hmm. and going into, you know, being an RN. She would let me look in her medical books as much as I wanted. She'd be studying, I'd be looking in one of her books, just, hey, what's this? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cholera, that's Ebola. But think about it, you was helping her even when you weren't trying to. Facts. Because you're brushing her back up on things in which... I wouldn't even say she forgot, but, you know, you're trying to retain so much information. It's true. So that's just knowledge to see if you still, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Still got it. So being that, coming from that, 
and seeing that I didn't have to ask her stuff twice, it was cool with me. So I was like, let me reciprocate that. So now I do that for my nieces. That's refreshing. It is. It is. Because not only do I get to be the cool uncle, but I get to be the truthful uncle. I get to, I look at that too and I look at it as I make it comfortable enough for you that if you can't go tomorrow, you can come to me. Exactly. And I definitely know I have that relationship. So long as I have that relationship, I cherish that relationship. It's mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form that I can help you, I'm going to do that. Tenfold, I don't need you to even tell me. I just need you to let me know what I can help you with. And I'm more than happy to help. All right. Hey. Yeah, because I definitely feel like we have that responsibility. Because, no disrespect, parents have a lot to deal with, have a lot to juggle with being the primary caregiver. Yes, of course. They need <laughs> and providing. Too. Right. So and it also takes a village to raise a child. It's true for them to be well-rounded. There you know, you go. You're just, I tell my mom that it's. I be like, it ain't. I ain't gonna never say you were a bad mom, but just know whatever you felt like, or maybe you feel like you didn't teach me. Like, damn, she still got it, cause I got it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And it ain't to say you weren't a great parent, cause you were. But there was somebody, even when you fell short, I always had somebody. Okay, and I think that's important. Like, like you were saying earlier, we at, with this time we have to come out of that mindset again that. What happens in this house stays in this house. Yes. It don't work like that no more, unfortunately. Right. People aren't preying on people right. because of that. So. And if you need the help, go get you some help. It ain't nothing wrong with going to sit down with no shit. We just shun, we as black people, we shun the negative light on so many wrong things. It's like, well, you putting a negative connotation on something that benefits somebody? Right. Mental health. Uh, benefits somebody. You going to tell them that they shouldn't do it? So right. you want them to stay in the state of mind that they in? Fact. Fact. I, I, it's funny. I had to come out of that mindset recently. I had an, I had a psyche valve done um, a few months back so I could do a surgery. And um, I was so uncomfortable. And I realized that the only reason I'm uncomfortable is because I haven't done this enough. You know, haven't shared my thoughts with outside parties. You know, mm-hmm. we carry a lot of weight with us as black people, period. Right. Because we look at life through a different lens already, a more, right. um, I hate to say it, more realistic, more. But you've gone through more. Right. It's like it's a little bit more harsh. It is. You've gone, and that's black. what makes me mad with us because for everything we've gone through as people, we still are in the mindset of that slavery mentality. Oh. Like, we don't... White folks, they help they folks. I mean, white people, they really... They got each other's back. Even if they're not seeing eye to eye. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to find that common ground to say, hey, you made me mad, but I still got your back. Mm-hmm. And all the time we can come together is a funeral. Somebody get married. Something mm-hmm. like that. Like, why can't just be genuine? Mm-hmm. They get together just because. I mean, I had that conversation with, I wrote a piece like that. I don't know. I was just talking to, like I said, a lot of thought for the days and a lot of writings that I actually come up with. There are previous conversations that I be to share it with somebody else. So I look at it like, like one of my friends was like, Kim, we black. But you know what? White folks don't look at shit the way we look at it. And I was like, nah, she was like, think about it. And I, I asked somebody else that. I said, do you really think realistically we look at this, we look at something that's happening to baby the same way they do? We don't. 
How do we plan? We look at it. If we do a baby shower, we plan it for the baby. These folks be not already saved up for a child's, you know what I'm saying, college fund. And yet, we mm-hmm. sit on this bitch pussyfooting around. Talking about we, we doing something. We ain't did nothing. I don't want, not that I don't want to press my child to, you know what I'm saying, get the scholarship. But even if they don't get it, I still want to be able to provide it for them. Plan to say B, they got plan it. C, plan D. Right, to plan say they F. got it. Fact. And we don't get that. We don't do that always. I hate that. You just got to look at it differently. I look at that. I look at we. Another thing that we do is at 18, you got to get out. Why are you pushing the white folks? <laughs> don't do that. Ooh, man. Sam, Billy, Andrew, they can stay as long as they want. But I'd rather you let me stay to try to figure it out than for me to go out there and I'm failing. And then I'd have failed because you didn't push me out there too soon. Because I wasn't ready. Like, have you mentally prepared me? No type. I mean, some people work well under pressure. And a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. So, if you fail to a degree, I failed because you didn't prepare me. Because you didn't do everything I was to teach me. So, is it really my fault? Or... Did I not have a great instructor? Mm. It's funny. That's in the Art of War. Uh, it mentions that if instructions aren't clear uh, the first time, really understand. Come mm-hmm. on, it's the I fault of the general. Book, but how how do you expect me to understand? And you gotta mean what you say. You can't say one thing and then mean something completely different. Ooh. You can't say, "Well, I meant you can stay as long as you do this." No. Tell me what it is and what you. But you really, Make it really, plain. Right. So I can understand that I don't have to question, doubt, or, well, she may have meant this. No kind of clarity because you you weren't upfront enough to tell me. So I'm thinking on, well, did you mean this? Did you mean that? No, it's up to interpretation. Right. Right. And that ain't always good either. Because I still, again, make the wrong choice. Because I interpreted something wrong. But if you would have just told me openly and vaguely what it was... I could be mad, but I could still respect it. Right. Because you told me versus somebody not telling me. I'm going to be even madder if you don't keep it real with me because I keep it real too. So why you can't give me that back? It need to be reciprocated. Mm. So that's just a few things I look at. Like, Can I pause a, po- pose a thought to you? Because sure. um, New Minds uh, had an anti-bullying event, which is why I had my niece okay. for the weekend. Um, I took all of my nieces to this. Except my oldest one, she's out of town. But I took them all to this event. It was about bullying because, one, I know that they've... A couple of them I know are bullies. I'm going to be honest with you. And one of you them... You know that they are? Are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I too. wanted them to go. <laughs> See? Yeah. Um, I dealt with that with my oldest. I think my my baby nephew, he goes through that too. But it's crazy because I can't really relate. I think it makes me... When I've talked to my oldest about that, I was like, man, like, that's really, Kendra, you wouldn't think about that, but that's really how you can make a person feel? Like, you didn't consider that when you were just teasing them. See, it's all fun and games for the person that's on the outside that's doing the bullying, but you don't know how severe it is mentally for the person that's going through that. Fact. So, it's, that just definitely opened my eyes up, because it's like, whoa. It's, it's funny. Um this the way it was posed to us was this um people are afraid to discuss or come forward if they're being bullied and i thought about it why are they afraid to to come forward 
and but it clicked is, to me during. But is it that they are scared to come forward, or is it just the signs? Because I'm sure there are signs that are there. There that are people just are ignored. Right, because and and then a lot of time, a lot of people are preoccupied. Parents, a lot of times, and us, uncles, aunties, we are preoccupied with life. And I was I po this randomly popped in my head, and I said it during the panel. We instill this culture of no tattling, no snitching. But at the same time, how can we... It's a contradiction. Exactly. How can we instill that but expect them to go and tell someone that they're being bullied? We just told them not to snitch. That's just like telling them. a child, you can, you can go out there and be all you want to be, but then you already have in your mindset of what you want them to be. So is it really what I want to be? Is it what you want me to be? Fact. Because you're living your life vicariously through me. Fact. I don't know. How how do we conquer that? How is is it is it the conversations now that we're having now with I definitely with folks? think so. I definitely think so. The younger the better. Cause um I'm not sure if you've seen the movie The Hate You Give. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. I read it and I saw it. Um, I saw it before I read it. So when I was reading it, I'm hearing the child, the chick, the females. I can't call her name. Who's going through all this stuff, and um, it's to me, it's like it makes you see how important it is to talk to your children mm-hmm. and keep them as up to date on what's going on around them as much as you can. Not that you can change nothing, but if I can inform you of what to expect, you can know how to maneuver around it. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying do do like this do like this no what I'm I'm telling you how you can move around it now it's up to you how you choose to maneuver but I, I let the guidelines be right there so you can't say well mom you ain't never said yeah I did mm-hmm. I never want my kids to be like well you said this but you meant this no don't tell me what I meant cause I'm gonna give it to you right there and that's gonna be what I said and that's gonna be what I meant and you ain't got to question it but the earlier you have conversations with kids, yeah. And I say the earliest because it, what that movie made me realize is if he had those kind of conversations with those kids at their age and then fast forward to the age they are now, they could still memorize. He made sure that they knew their stuff. So if I make you memorize it, it's just like school. Mm-hmm. You're going to retain it. And it may not make sense at, you know what I'm saying? Then. But... Oh, how I get real when you, you know what I'm saying, you're faced with it. So, you're going to rise or you're going to fall. It's funny. Um, I've, I've faced with that a lot growing up, like especially as a boy. Um, I was taught a lot of things. I, I didn't have my father in my life. So, um, I gravitated to my uncles a lot. So, they'd be together working on cars and stuff. And my mom be like, don't be in the house. Go see what they're doing. Just go be around. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, it's hot out there. I don't want to. <laughs> It's like 1,100 degrees out there. Well, I got to stand there and look at the car. But as I grew up, it's certain stuff that I know now that a lot of kids don't know. Like, I saw, and this I see this on Facebook all the time, but one time I was coming back from Huntsville. I went mm-hmm. to Alabama A&M. Okay. So I would drive from Huntsville to Mobile. I saw a young lady changing a tire. But what made me stop was that she was trying to 
she was about to jack up the tire mm-hmm. before loosening Loosen the lug nuts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. Like, that's accident. Hopped out happen. the exit, came all the way back around, got behind Yeah, because that's an accident waiting to happen. Nigga sitting in the car. But you know what? My dad's a mechanic. And um, my dad going to tell you just like this. I want you to be in those kind of situations, Kendall. Not because it hurts your feelings. But it's more so to make you see the man in which you call your boyfriend. If that nigga can't change the tie, that ain't the nigga for you. That's right. And if you can't help me change no tie, you probably can't help me pay no bill. <laughs> so then, why do I need you again? Right. You probably don't. Right. And I think the part that made me the most mad is was he didn't get out the car till I got out the car. Mm. So you were just gonna. So sit you knew. Her. You were just gonna sit here and let her do it. That's kind of cowardly. Ain't no kinda. Ain't no kinda. Yeah. Ain't no kinda. It's definitely a bitch move because you sitting there letting her do all the work. The roles to kind of be reversed, I would think. But man, I wouldn't. It, the only thing you need to be doing is calling whoever and telling them where I'm at. Right. right. That's it. Sit in the car. I don't even want you out here. This car's passing by. You know what I'm saying? So anything could happen. You know? That just... And I'm sitting in the passenger side. God, like... That's something now. That, that, <laughs> not to sound old school, but it cooked my goose. It pissed me off so bad. I'm like, nigga, you sitting in... And then the dude was my age. Like, so what what, what excuse back. you had? You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe he weren't taught like you. That's clearly what I can get from it. Everybody, everybody cut from a different cloth. You know what? You're right. And at the same time, I feel like I can give you a little bit of slack, like a half an inch of slack for that if you want to talk. But at the same time, something has to click. Like, I'm upset with the women that let it happen now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's like, okay, you didn't know. Okay, why didn't you say something? You know, like, you have to know, like. I've, I've actually it's so crazy now Kimba it's so fucked up right now we can cuss now it's so fucked up now that I get pushed back for holding like I'll hold the door for a woman if she's behind me I had a woman stand there and wait it was like I could do it myself mm. so it's like you, won't you can't pick man. and choose you either got you got to have chivalry on or you got to have it off but you if it's turned off man, but you don't want me to man you still want to be independent at the same time so and I'm cool with you being independent. Do you? Do you be the best you you can be? Because when you, if you meet somebody, because you ain't necessarily got to meet a man to be complete. Right. Achieve completeness by yourself first. Then meet someone and compliment each other. Don't make me feel less. For playing a role that I'm raised to be. For a role that you're supposed to be, and yet you ripped me on my title. And I just, and I don't even advocate for. I can't. I can't even vent properly sometimes. As a man, I'm gonna tell you why. This is what happens, and I get so tired of this. And I go through this a lot through this podcast. I recently posted one time on on my on my page okay. that um, it was a list of things that mm-hmm. people go through, and it was like. It said black men go through abuse, uh, depression, just all this. 
And I shared it on the podcast page. The mm-hmm. very first response. Women go through this too. I'm not downplaying that. I understand that. I actually agree with that. But that's not what I said. What I said is we go through this. And I made the comparison that what you're doing to my statement is what white people do to Black Lives Matter. They do. Because it's like you, you overlook what I just said to compensate what you got going on. You're listening to reply rather than to listen to what I'm saying. Right. So my words are falling on deaf ears for the most part. I feel like that's where we at right now. We and definitely there. We definitely there. I don't even know how to turn from this and I just be like, God. You ever get so frustrated trying to relay something that you just, you know, don't fuck even it. Worry about it. Yeah. Just, you hit the fuck it part. Yep. Because it's frustrating. Very much so. Because I, I feel like if I'm relaying it the way I should, you will agree with me, but you don't want to say you agree. So it's easy to be like, I get it, bud. Oh, I can't stand that. I can't <laughs> I stand that. I feel you, bud. That right there. That right there. <laughs> that right there. So I'd be like, isn't it you feel me? or? I call that the emotional response to a logical situation and when i get to that point with someone i just stop arguing because no matter what it could be like you're right but i feel like and then it's just okay so i I, it it doesn't even matter what i said at that point i i run into that a lot when i'm dating i run into that a lot and that's probably why i'm single because i I oftentimes tell people that I'm single because I choose to be single. Not because I've never been that woman that feels like I need a man to validate me. But what a lot of people don't do is when they get into relationships or they get out of them. They do it like taxes. You get one, all right, I'm just right. And next 15, another one gonna come. And so, Mm. I'm not, I can't expect you to love me if I don't love me the proper way. Fact. So if I don't know me, how can I expect you to get to know me? You can't help me know me if I don't even know me. I'm lost before your ass even gets there. <laughs> so, no. We can't both be needing a GPS to find my own fucking heart. No. We can't. So, I'd rather take the times and the steps to get to know me as well as I possibly can without having to look for nothing. Because when you look, you find crap. But when it finds you, I think it's more special. So, I'd rather mm. wait for whatever God has in store for me, then to be out there, okay, all right, let's see what you got. No, and then I'm not getting any younger. I'll be 30 next next year. I look at it as, okay, it's time out for certain things. It's a certain age that you say, it's time to grow the fuck up. Mm. I don't have time for games. Not that I play them hoes anyway, because I'm very <laughs> straightforward. So what you see is what you get with me. So why do, why sit there and play games? I just, you can say that for your mom and them, because I ain't got time. Bye. I get why they call you scrap now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't have time for it. I really, really don't. So, um, take it or leave it. And I always tell people that, like, I have a lot going on. I'm a busy, I'm a busy young, I'm a busy young lady. And if you can't understand what I have going on, I ain't saying you can't be a part of it, but if you can't understand what I have going on, and you're not going to support me wholeheartedly. Mm. I don't need you in my corner. I'm okay. 
because I don't, like I say, I don't need somebody to validate me. I know me well enough to say, hey, Kendall, we're going to be all right. We've been doing it all the time. We're going to be fine. I've never been that girl. That's why it frustrates me with women when they be like, I just got to have somebody. No, the fuck you don't. You going to die by your motherfucking self? What you mean? You, you got to have somebody. You came in this world by yourself. Why you got to have somebody? Because somebody fucked you up in, in the head to make you feel like you got to have that. It's, it's like, to me, it's like dying. And you tell yourself, you got to have this. No, you don't. You can survive without it. You just right. mentally tell yourself. It's what you want. Right. We all want a lot of stuff. I want to be a millionaire. <laughs> we won't. But are, what are we doing to get that one? Ooh. We, we ain't putting the work in, but we won't. We want all this, but we don't see what goes behind the curtains mm-hmm. of what everything in which we want. So you got to be careful with what you say you want. And then when you want what you want, and then you get it, well, you, you don't know what to do with it. You don't appreciate it. Right. You devalue it. So is that really what you wanted? Because you said you want it, and then you got it, and God bless you with it. And then you said, well, I don't know what to do with it, but that's what you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So he blessed you with what you wanted just to show you you really didn't know what you wanted. Mm. So. I have a theory about that. I'm opposed to you. I'm sorry if I'm keeping you. Oh, you good? Um, I just I love these conversations. This is why I love podcasting. <laughs> this right here is why. I posted the other day on Facebook. I was doing some deep meditating. I meditate now. Okay. Works wonders for you, boy. Keeps me keeps me cool. Keeps me, you know, with all this going on, cops busting in, shooting niggas on their couch right. eating ice cream, and getting ten years. I've had to digress a lot, a lot. I was thinking about success. The idea of success. Idea of success is wholly dependent upon how happy you are. Right. What you perceive as happy. Right. If you're fine with your lights being on, enjoying life, having a couple dollars in your pocket to go out out of town, maybe Pensacola, maybe New Orleans every now and again, you're successful. You're doing what you do. You're enjoying what you're doing. You're enjoying life. It has nothing to do with materials. Absolutely nothing. And the reason I came to that conclusion was this. We always get caught up, black people, I feel like we misinterpret God. Mm-hmm. I'm explain what I mean by that. You ain't got to explain. I already know what you <laughs> I feel like people think God is this white man with a beard wrapped in some kind of ancestral robe. I think God is a force. I think God has no shape. If I if God was personified, I think of the galaxy just there just existence when god blesses you with something i think it's something deeper than that i don't think i don't think he says here's the keys to your car i blessed you with that car no i think when god blesses you with something he blesses you with the ability to attain it he blesses you with the ability to have a job i think he blesses you with the ability to complete the hours i think he blesses you with health to live through the paycheck safely and then you have the choice or the chance to save and do what's necessary and discern mm-hmm. how you spend money. Mm-hmm. I think we place too much of our own shortcomings on God as limitations. And that's not how it works. God created opportunity for you to do what you want and achieve the but desires you of your heart. Blame on him, especially if you're not doing what you're supposed to exactly. do. Exactly. I wrote the other day that what if... You pray and ask God for the same thing every day. And then one day God says, you know what? I gave you something called ambition and drive. 
Yeah, you know. How would you respond? And somebody, and someone from a, an associate podcast, I call them my podcast cousins, uh, Controversial Chronicles. Give them a follow if you get the chance. Okay. They're hilarious. Um, she put, I don't see how that would help me. And she was joking because I know her. I know she was joking. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that see that and probably think she's being literal because that's how they would feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you tell a child the world is your oyster, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. I think God thinks the same way. Mm-hmm. True, you're going to meet obstacles. People are going to try and block you. But yeah, you, that's why when you ask me that question about obstacles, I, it's like, yeah, I had them. Yeah, I got over them. Yeah, they're going to keep coming. Right. <laughs> so how do you really... You're never really going to overcome an obstacle because when you're overcoming that one, you're hit with another one. And you're hit with another one. And you're hit with another one. I think it's just define the person that you are throughout life because... How you may be challenged by this obstacle, you're not going to come up with the same results on this exactly. obstacle. Exactly. So you're definitely going to be changed by it. That's the exact reason why I asked that question. I feel like a lot of success interviews or like interviews and involving people who will do something now that they're passionate about, like you, I think we just see the forefront of it. We see the lights, we see the cameras, we see but y'all we don't dressed see the up hard spitting. Work. We don't see the hard work that's being put We don't in. see how y'all navigated through the tough shit y'all went right. through. That's why I put that right. question in there. Because I feel like when I think of obstacles and how you are, I think of water running down a mountain. There's all kind of jagged edges and mm-hmm. things, but water will always find its own way around it. Always. So right. that's how you have to be if you want to be successful. Now, if you don't want to be successful, yeah, that's on place. you. That's, you can be complacent. Please, you know, that's on you. But don't have the audacity to blame God on that. Don't that don't be like, well, I'm just waiting on God to bless me with such and such. Nah, cuz go and get it. Go and get it. That's that's how it see, is. I feel like he blessed you every day. She and he woke you up. He Nigga, didn't have what? to do that. <laughs> and you still I don't know, that make me think like like I say, we want we want what we want. But are we doing what we have to do? We want what we want, but we don't want what we want. We want what we want, but we don't want to work for it. We want what we want to a degree, but we don't want to put the work in for it. So, do you really want it? Because saying you want it, and then when the work come in, that's a good Right. <laughs> so, mm, it's funny to me. It's it's funny to me on levels because when when you achieve it, right, other people look at you and be like, oh, that's what's up, man. I'm proud of you. That, that's what's up. But in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, man. Man, y'all have no idea how much I had to endure with this shit. Like, man, if y'all only knew, like, it, it I'm happy. It, it makes it, the accomplishments make what you beat and went through. It's just validated. But then at mm-hmm. the same time, you can't tend to forget what you went through to get there. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of successful people, they get caught up in that whirlwind of, oh, well, I went through this, and I got it, and I made it, and that's it. Right. No. You got to tell them. No, it don't. It don't stop. It's like a relationship. You gotta do what you gotta do. To, whatever you did together, you gotta keep, keep it right. And mm-hmm. if you really, really want that, you gonna keep striving. So, how successful is successful? Is it a? Is it a? That's a good question. I mean, cause what Damn. do you? What do you? What you may consider as success? I may not consider that as success. Based on the level of ambition. Like, how much do you want? Right. And 
my shit is infinity because I'm never, you never <laughs> really go. I ain't, I know that sound, because to some people that may sound greedy, but Mm-mm. I don't look at it as that. It's, I want to, I want to be as as much, I feel like my hands are in a lot of different things. Okay. So I don't want to be limited and told, well, you can't do this and this, and you can't do this and this. I'm doing it. And I'm doing just fine at it. So don't tell me what I can and can't do. Because you can't. You ain't God. So mm. with that being said, you can't define my success for me. Only I can. Mm. So like I say, how successful is successful? You may be, you may, you may be successful with the $80,000, job. But then you got some people that feel like they want to be higher than that. And they're going to keep trying to get higher than that. So how you define success and how someone else defines it is completely different. Hmm. Success can go as far as you want it to go. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And it can go as far as you want it to go. When I, that's like people think... I I'm a I'm a thinker. I, I I just sit down and oh, literally just think me all too. day. And I get criticized for that because people really can the year. Yeah, because I look at certain situations. I I, t- I tend to look at the good, the bad, the stuff that people don't want to look at. So to some of my friends, they be like, "You overthinking it." Nah, you ain't thinking about it enough. I'd rather be somebody that's overthinking something and be to look at all aspects of it as a whole mm-hmm. than to only be looking at it from one side. Respect. Respect. So, that made me overthinker. It didn't do me. Didn't do anything to me. <laughs> right. It only made me a better person. So, and I'm still growing into the individual that I want to be. Are there things and flaws that I have? Most definitely. I'm not perfect by far. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to be perfect in whatever I strive to do. I may not be perfect as a human, but everything that I touch my hands on it's never going to be perfect, but I want to orchestrate it as damn near to perfection as I can get. Okay. So, whatever I can do to do this, if my hand's on it, it's going to be. If I can get it structured the way I want it to go, long as I can. <laughs> it right. ain't going to be perfect, but it's going to be damn near. All right, Queen Midas. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> nah, so I mean, the conversation that we have, that's why I really, I looked at the questions, but I was like. I do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Not that I do it all the time, but I have these. When I say I do it all the time, I have these open dialect conversations with people all the time. And it's preferably my friends. So I just looked at it like I'm just talking to one of my friends. I, I be me. I ain't got to worry about trying to impress anybody because if you know me, you know how I am. And if you don't know me, you can get to know me. Like now. So. <laughs> like right. now. So, I mean. I'm pretty cool, pretty cool down there, but I ain't gonna take no shit off nobody. Respect, respect. I won't. Nobody. I, I, <laughs> I like that. Um, Cause the number one thing I worry about, oh my bad. Yeah, cause oh, I, can, I can talk your head off, kid. Um, number one thing I worry about when recording, it's funny you brought this up. I always, like I told you, transition into the interview because people are nervous. Like, they're like, oh, it's my first time talking to them. And it's kind of awkward just to start with an interview because yeah. one, the us and, uh, you know, you can kind of <laughs> catch them off guard. Well, and that's something I didn't want to do. I don't want to, you don't want to be, uh, cause mm-hmm. like you say, you make them comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. You want to make them comfortable. And I like to ask people questions that 
you know, they're going to challenge you, but at the same time, it gives me ideology of who you are. Right. So, to know what your thoughts is on this, or to know what your thoughts is on that. Like, I know you do this, but what about, what are your thoughts on this? Just to, just to pique your interest. Just to right. let me know who I'm dealing with. Right. And uh, it's funny. I used to, uh, I, I usually ask the same questions over and over. And... And like I'm glad you got out of that. I'm glad you got out of it. Because I was looking at that, too. I was like, man, this podcast, I said he asked. And granted, everybody's going to ask, answer the questions differently. differently. Mm-hmm. But strategically, you can't keep asking everybody the same. Nah, you gonna eat, and like you did today, you just threw random questions out there. Like I said, I, I was just like, I'm just going to be me, bro. I appreciate that. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you was receptive to it too, because oh, yeah. I didn't want you to have like a, a format in mind and then nah, where the because, hell is it I mean, coming from with this one? Nah, I because I look at it like this, like you say, you're a thinker. I'm a thinker, so whatever you ask me, it causes me to think mm-hmm. to some degree. I just have to answer the question to my best ability. There's no right. There's no wrong. Right. So how hard could it be? I think the thing that I'm, I mainly look for is. Um, I like to try to find that one story that make you jog a memory that triggers an emotion. Yeah. And I like capturing that yeah. because when I release these, I take care of each interview. Like, I don't work on two interviews at one time. I never do because I don't want to carry that energy for that interview right, into the, the next, next one. one. So I literally work with one, each. release it, flush, meditate, come to the next one, work on that one because... You might have a recurring theme in yours that's completely right. different than theirs. Right. And um, I I specialize in drawing that, and I feed off that emotion. It's like... Right. I feel like as long as somebody willing to give you... Like, it, when it comes to that interviewing thing, you got to give me some. I got to give you some. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a give-take thing. But long as you make the comfortable... long as you make the person comfortable, you're good. The conversation... Right. The conversation shouldn't be hard because, like I say, they questions about you. How hard could it be? And that's what that's what I was telling. I called my white mom at work. She was like, where are you going? And I was like, I got to go do an interview for a podcast. She was like, are you nervous? I said, no. She said, why? I said, because it's not like I'm studying for a test or anything. Like, I'm my own test. It's, I think I already got the answer. So. Right. You've lived it. Right. It's me. And she was like, you're just so fucking smart. I said, No. I don't think I'm smart because of that, but I do. I don't look at it like everybody think. Like some people probably was like, oh, "I'm nervous." Is that nervous? It's just a normal conversation. Yeah, people do freeze a lot, and um, what I had to learn was like it's funny you say that. You give, I give. Um, my first few interviews were terrible because I was so monotonous. I was so sit up straight, talk <laughs> like this was a job interview, and then after a while, I'm like, "You're gonna right?" Right. I'm sir. Right. So the energy you bring as you, mm-hmm. I have to reciprocate that and be right. the, the best sir right. I could be. And then I like to think the stage helps with that too for me. Mm. Because, like I say, I don't know, the show last night, I think. Man. You just going to rub that in my face no, today. No, they were talking. Like you, <laughs> when I looked at my phone, everybody was like, Kendra, like, you kicked ass last night. And I think that was. I want to say that's one of my favorite shows, but I don't want to say that. You got my a piece of it? Let me, let, me, let me hear oh, it. Oh, you want to? No, I'll give you a piece. You want to just want me to give you something from last night? Yeah, shit. Okay, We're um, doing. Okay. Young Gunner is what they called me. Mm-hmm. But it's always more than what the eye tends to meet. 
I know that when you see these glasses, you may think I'm some type of geek. But in actuality, I possess an inner freak. You see, I'm classless in between these sheets. I'll take you places that hell you didn't even know you could reach. Mm. Better yet, I want to take you on an adventure. I want to have you, 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 and you dicks up at an attention. You see, I want to take you as high as you're willing to go. I want to have your orgasms multiplying. I want your face in between my thighs. I want your lips and your hands all over my behind shit. I want everything and more. Everything you don't think you could give. Because y'all gonna be involved, but I promise to give you something that you could feel. And this is an erotic show, so I gotta keep it all the way real. So shh, I need all lips sealed. <sighs> okay. I so badly want to write a love poem. But that's not going to get your attention. And I need you just to know just how serious this really is. Nigga, I will suck you dehydrated. I want your pores to open and close so that these pussy juices will exfoliate your skin. I want to go down on you and do things with my mouth that I have you waking up in another time zone. You see, this is serious. I just want you to know a few things before entering the bedroom. I'm number one. And anyone else before me was just foreplay. Mm. Tell your knees to keep FEMA on speed dial Because once you feel this moisture This wetness You're bound to flash flood my throat Overspill on my face and then sit down For the next couple of days You see help will not come for you Then I want you to call your counselor Because the way my mouth, throat, and tongue Are synced with direction It would have you questioning life And what to do about your current situation <laughs> You see you will experience intense REM Rapid ejaculatory moments then and only then do I want you to call your pastor. Because once these lips are on you, your soul will leave your chest. And I just want to make sure it has a comfortable place to rest. I want you to know that when you enter, I will be wet in the A-gathers of your Windex. So mm. that your stroke will leave no streaks. May the fruits of our labor consist of sweet pineapples. I can make you bust and it'll feel like Mandela's first freedom step. Ooh. Let it flow. Call me your Mac Cafe. Let's brew our own coffee. My mouth being a cup full of latte, your cream on top. You see, shit, Starbucks ain't got nothing on us. That's it. Hey. <laughs> shit. Ain't no All right, girl. About the last. Hey. <sighs> All right. God damn. All right. Yeah. You know, shit. <laughs> damn. <laughs> you, shit, I need a black. Oh, man. man. You stupid. <laughs> Lord have mercy. That was, that was dope. Man. Yeah. What time did everything stop? Because I think it, what y'all started at 8? We started a little later. I want to say right at 9. Mm. Um, let people go. Maybe 8.45-ish. Okay. And let people go probably roughly by right at 10.45, 11. Oh, man. It's not bad at all. So, nice little vibe. Nice. Damn. Nice vibe. Oh, I, I hate I missed music, it, man. Music with it. That, yeah. that makes it better. Right. It gives Shit. you that vibe. So, I don't know. It was a good show last night. Like I say, they made me feel good. Last night was a special show, I would say, though, because I had a lot of people there. Crazy, because family came. You got cousins that never heard me. Hmm. And then they do what <laughs> just did. And I rewind, by, I know, about seven oh, times off just that first piece. Mm-hmm. So then you got family. I had one um one of my middle school um 
friends that reached out and was like, I'm coming to a board show. And I was like, okay. So she came. Then I had former co-workers that no longer work at Sam's. At least about three or four of them. And then they brought their fiancés and brothers. and So you had, then you had current co-workers. So Man. <laughs> I had a pretty great night, I would say. And like I said, my podcast and shit with that, I mean, you can't have all these pe- My thing is this. You can't have all these people here and you not do what the fuck you got to do. Preach. You have so, to. I don't know. I need to tell myself that shit every time because I need to act like they in the crowd every goddamn show. Because I don't know what I was on that night, but it was just a vibe. Like, But I can tell I, ha- I had practiced this. I had made sure that I was prepared for it. And I think that's just what it's all about. Like, that unity. We got new members, so you want to mm-hmm. make sure... They're comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Whatever we talking about, that they comfortable, that they see what it is in which we're all about as an organization, and you want them to dive in it wholeheartedly as you did. Gotta set the standard. So, gotta set the ball. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. So. Respect, respect, man. But I, like I say, I was, I couldn't ask for a better show last night. I could say like everybody, like everybody giving me kudos, but I feel like everybody had their own individual segment where they shined at. Mm-hmm. So let's not make it all about me because it's a group effort. So granted, everybody did that damn thing last night. That's how I look at it. I mean, I had, I feel like I almost orchestrated this shit because I did. Like, I got the band and picked models. I um, wait, decorated. wait, wait, models? Mm-hmm. I had one of my friends as a female model. And then I was looking for guys. And Unre, who usually takes the pictures, he mm-hmm. gave me names. And so I just hit the guys up, and I got one response that I was like, oh, I can't, got to get it. And he did it. So he Let's came go. through. Um, I decorated the building. So I, wow. <laughs> I kind of had my hands all over this. So it was fun. It definitely was fun. It's funny. It's kind of funny. I, um, I think when you have so much to do with the show and you're just satisfied with the overall result of it just being a success as a whole I think that shows what kind of person you are overall yeah but I mean could it have been greater yes I mean I look at it like this we're gonna have a conference call I mean um what happens is what happens you always my thing is every year you want to Mm -hmm. go up a notch so Let's crank it up. I, I, <laughs> and I mean, it's we've been on hiatus, so I'm like, it's it's time to peek back. Mm-hmm. Y'all damn sure did the <laughs> thing. Um, like every time I come to to see y'all, I'm always left like, shit, man. Like, <laughs> well, that's a good thing. I mean, I feel like, like I say, I'm I'm still I'm still learning this group, and I'm still trying to place my foot around here. If that makes sense, because that may sound crazy, but I got, I know alone, Salome, K. Marie, PJ, Hiram, Queen, Lendrick, Zendor, Ebony. I say I'm trying to place my feet because I'm still trying to figure out who Gunna is. So I'm still, oh, I'm still you. trying to get Gunna. And granted, all those people I name have something that. I could use as far as making Ghana greater. Mm-hmm. Every last one of those people. And whatever they can help to enhance her, that's even better. 
and whatever I can enhance in them, that's even better. So that's how I look at it when I say I'm steady trying to place my feet because I'm around some talented motherfuckers. And I refuse to fold because I'm around some talented motherfuckers that can only make me stronger. And I think last night is like, oh, okay, this is what it could potentially be. That's all that is. Mm. So that's what I mean when I say I'm trying to place my feet because you're around some dope poets and it forces you to push that pen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it forces you, but I hadn't, like we had we had rehearsals, but Kay and PJ hadn't, nor Salon, nor Queen, nor Hiram had heard what I, what I was going to do. But Lendrick, Sandor, and um, Ebony knew. So, but then they really didn't know because I held that last piece until the last mm. rehearsal. So I, I just was trying to figure it out okay. and touch on it. The crazy thing is I didn't even do everything I had in my bag of tricks. What? No. Can we talk about it? Sure. Um, I had a track that I had called Make Love. So um, I wanted to do that track, but the individual that I had on the track was going to be out of town. So I had to oh. push back. And I was like, it's cool. I was like, it's cool. Because then you save that for another another time. But there's so many ideas running through my mind just based off this show. And this show right here to me, it's like, okay, that solidified what you could potentially be in Black on Black Round for Mobile. Like, power lines, you can't, I can't take nothing from those poets. They're great poets, too. But we better. And there's no disrespect. And we may not be better in Mobile, but this chain that I wear, this shirt that I wear, we've been around 20 plus years. I don't know how long they've been around, but 20 plus, that speaks volume to me. And some of the best are the best. I mean, your Sonny's, all them people, Sonny, Shakespeare, Ebony, it's just the name of few. They all have been affiliates of this mm-hmm. organization. So, you know what the potential that I'm around? Like I say, no disrespect to them. They do their damn thing. But how they structure their shows and people come out and it, it be packed, that's what I want. Right. Period. Every show. Not just some shows. Every show. So my thing is, the level of success we got tonight, how do we get that on a consistent basis? I like that. How do we get that on a consistent And And there's nothing wrong. No, it's definitely as, not nothing wrong. I think, mm-hmm. but... When I look at power lines, it's everything is structured strategically. Mm-hmm. Whether it's I'm gonna put a video out, structured, structured the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, community work, they tell you what they doing. Sure. Structure. Not that we don't do that, but they have a better structure as far as how they go about doing it. They reach, they reach levels that apparently we haven't gotten to yet as far as here. And I'm just saying, okay, how do we get that? Mm-hmm. Cause I've done it. I've hit schools. I've done the floor. I've done, I've done Viger. But it's one to me. It's one thing to do poetry. I've done Callaway. Callaway was my first school. You know, it's one thing to hit schools. But then I didn't even think the poetry was that serious until I got Callaway. That was my first one, and I was like, them cheering gravitate to me. I was like, whoa. It's a little bit different than what I thought it was going to be. Because <laughs> I didn't expect them to gravitate to me. And kids like, can I have your autograph? And Ooh, like, that, no. that's one. That's one. I was like, that's no, one. I'm just a normal, 
no, I'm a normal person. And then I did LaFleur's Black History last year. And that being my alma mater, it's like, ooh, shit. And then I did it in a, in a gymnasium. And I'm cheering, like, the roar. It's crazy. But it feel good because that's the school you went to. And they cheering for you. And then the next day you have Viagra and they do the same thing. You didn't even go to Viagra. Mm-hmm. My dad did. My dad think he was slick. He popped up in the audience and came. So and my and I had two cousins that graduated from Viga. And my little cousin, she was like, Is this something you need to tell me? And I was like, No. She's like, Kendall, I'm introducing you. It is something you need to tell me. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh well, I'm performing. That's it. Mm. So I mean, when it when it hits them, I got something. And it's one thing to me it's important that the arts you need to hit every at least every African-American school here is it's vital. I don't give a damn if it's elementary. I don't care if it's middle. I don't care if it's high. It's vital. Because they need it. And think about it. You don't never know who you inspire. Right. Like them cheering. When I did Callaway shit, they was like, I'm going to be like her, bro. <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to be better than me. You don't scribe to be me. Be you. In your own way. And it was like, yeah, I get that, I get that, but you're so cool. And I was like, I asked my nephew that I, I, I don't even like kids. I be like, what you, what you mean? And they gravitate to me, and I be like, my nephew say, Kenda, my oldest nephew say, it's just a conversation. It's just mm-hmm. like I can feel, I can feel where they coming from. Like they can talk to you, and you treat them, you don't treat them no different. Like even if they're younger than you, I was like, no, cause I once was in y'all shoes, so. Right, I I I identify with that. I identify with that. That's why I talk to my nieces and other kids I come across like that people, not like that children. Right, because they are people. <laughs> you and know? you never know the impression you leaving on somebody. Right, like you never. I don't know. I laugh at I laugh at the the mentor that I was talking about who I had did that over bond with. She's like Kendra. I'm just so happy, excuse me, of the woman that you're turning into. And I was like, hmm, you know you had a little something to do with this though, right? <laughs> like, and she was like, no, I didn't. I'd be like, yeah, you kind of did. So it definitely, doing overbound was kind of the best thing I could have ever done. So you see the mirror in that. You yeah. see the importance of, yeah. of a mentor now. Well, I mean, I definitely see it, but I think I... I identify with it, but I was like, like I said, you don't, you don't take things, and I feel like children like that this, nowadays too. You don't take what they say serious until you're forced to have to look at it. So it's like something as a teacher would tell me, "Oh, you gonna see this work again? <laughs> Whatever." And then you get a quiz on Friday. She said I won't do this again, and I'm looking right at the same thing. I, I said I won't never see no more. So it's it's funny to me how life kind of correlates. And I don't know. I, I feel like I always say I'm trying to find my purpose, but I somehow always find myself doing something to inspire somebody.
The self-destruct sequence has been activated. Repeat, the self-destruct sequence has been activated. This sequence may not be aborted. All employees proceed to the emergency car at the bottom platform. Nani? It's like something as a teacher would tell me, oh, you gonna see this work again. <laughs> Whatever. And then you get a Quiz on Friday. She said I won't see this again. And I'm looking right at the same thing I, I said I won't gonna never see no more. So it's it's funny to me how life kind of correlates. And I don't know, I, I feel like I always say I'm trying to find my purpose, but I somehow always find myself doing something to inspire somebody and I'd be like that ain't never what I was trying to do but somehow it touches or reaches somebody so maybe that is what I'm here for I don't know I'm glad you brought that up because ever since I asked you that question about God there's been something turning in my head <laughs> yeah that is. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm like I'm gonna tell her what I think eventually what's up all right you were saying you want to know what your purpose is mm-hmm. you go out and you speak and you hit so many people and you don't understand how it connects with them, but it right, does. I don't. And I think Kenda, that's the current How point. do you not know? How do you not feel that that is why you were here? I don't know. I don't look at it like that, though. It's like, I guess when I'm doing it, I'm, I'm just, I'm in, I'm in performance mode. And I'm just like, okay, if it helps you, it helps you. But not knowing how detrimental it is to you. You know what I mean? Like, I get you. Um, so... When I'm doing it, I'm just doing it. I love it. So I'm doing what I love. Not knowing you love it too. Or not knowing you can relate to what I'm going through too. So I don't know. That's the crazy part. Because when you're not looking to inspire, I guess you kind of are. Because you're doing <laughs> what you love. And that's the bravest thing that you could do. Yes. Because you're original. I have to. I, if I don't have nothing else that's mine. Even look at that statement you just said. I have to. I do. I have to look at that. Like, look at look at you don't you don't make it an option. Like, that's important. That's I feel that's your purpose. That's your purpose, kid. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I just feel like it is. Well, I appreciate that. Everybody tells me that, but I be like, "Mm." you don't see it yet. Not yet. I feel like like I always say the best is yet to come. I stand. I stand firm on that statement. What's success to you? I feel like I feel like we just had the inverse of that question just now. We were saying that success is measured by what the person wants. Well, and I if, want it, if I had to, you saying how would I measure success? No, I'm I'm saying that it's twofold. Just like we say that about success, mm-hmm. your purpose is the same exact thing. I feel like your purpose is to touch these people, and your extent of that reach is going to be up to you. You're not looking at it, but those people around you are. Yeah, that is crazy. That's the crazy point. They look and I'm just even I'm with like, this I'm interview. Like even with this interview, this is going to go on YouTube. This is going to be on the airwaves. This I know. So many more you're going to touch. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it wasn't a boring interview. I hope it was Oh man, I'm having a blast, kid. <laughs> I, I'm having a blast. I don't it's it's so many times and I might have to end up cutting some parts out. I'm gonna be honest with this. So many people I interview are so stale. They're so boring. Oh, they no. just answer the questions and that's it. But when I get people that can sit and talk, like 
I loved. And if you're listening and I interviewed you, I want you to take no offense of this list I'm about to give. I know you love eternity. Oh, I still talk to eternity. Still. Still. Y'all it, look like y'all have fun in that interview. And Ross. Yep. And Rena. Quit quit telling my list, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> I'm trying to make it easier for you. But nah, go ahead. And and it's it's not even a power lines thing with them. Mm-mm. It was just a conversation piece. I know. And um before them though. But it actually showcased their personality, so you got to know who they were behind the artistry of who they are. Like right. I think when you can when I can when I can hear who that person is, like like 'cause I had looked at Fantasia interview with the Breakfast Club and I was like Mm-hmm. Like That's you. She She's a beautiful singer, but she's a beautiful person, like, wholeheartedly. So it makes you go, damn, I need to work on shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, am I looking in the mirror like I need to be mm-hmm. looking at it? Am I examining life the way I should? And, you know, just like she say, it's something that's just speaking to somebody. You know, you can make somebody's day. So I just was like, I took that interview and I was like, yeah, there's some things I can take from this. Mm-hmm. It's funny you brought that up because... That is funny. Uh, I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that for you. But who your favorite? Who was your? Um, no. Oh, oh, yeah. That too. I almost forgot. Um, my absolute favorite was actually K. Marie. K. Marie is number one. Yes, because K. Got so much personality. So much personality. That's a nut in itself, and it makes that nut makes me. I be like, damn. When I first met that girl, I was like, man. It's gonna take me years to sharpen my pen like that, but she's been doing it for so long, and that's one thing that I do respect about any poet. When they're great, you have to say shit. They great, mm-hmm. no matter how much you want to say it or not. Cause guess what? You don't gotta say it. It speaks right. for itself. Right. It shows so out. So me saying it ain't ain't nothing. Cause they gonna show their ass anyway. Every single time. Consistency. Exactly. So, um. I can see K. Case and that, but she's fun. She's fun, and she, you could do a lot with that personality. So much. She's you and Kay are in that uh, category wow. of dangerous women <laughs> that I talk about. Um, I'm for real. I'm being dead ass. Um, Why you say that? I'll tell you how I met Kay. I went to an event um, by ambitiously, ambitiously his and her. It's a foundation that helps youths who. Um, are becoming parents at a young age. Mm. Got invited to speak there. Awesome, cool. I met her there. Clicked, just clicked. Personality was tight, everything. So we did another podcast recording. And um, she just so happened to stop by because she was doing photos for Raina. And I was like, oh, you were the young lady yeah. I met at the such and such. Do you mind sitting down and, you know, it up with you. Just, just sitting and shooting the shit with us while we record? I picked her brain, Kay, <laughs> before the recording for every mm-hmm. bit of about maybe 20 minutes. And I felt like I knew this woman With my entire minutes. life. Like, just the perspective she gave, just the thoughts. And we talked about when women like you enter the room, no disrespect to other women, the dynamic changes. The, the inner woman in every woman comes out. Whether you're <laughs> confident, shocker. not the shocker, dead ass. <laughs> but um, it 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 draws. If they're insecure, you can see it. The mood changes, and when you command the respect 
of people when you speak and even when you don't speak. Somebody that shows me. you <laughs> who they. Well, that should let you know uh, how powerful well, you, you have are. To, and at the same time, I think I have that ability too because when you're used to holding that, you've held that for so long till you get to a point where I'm like, fuck that. I'm saying what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make you listen. I don't go in there with that mindset, but I'm going to get your attention. One way or another, whether if it's doing something that I typically wouldn't do, I'm just trying to captivate your mind. That's all. I got to I gotta get your attention. And it starts there. If I got your attention, I'm in now. Right. Right. And that is so, that's so refreshing nowadays because I feel like women are so caught up on physical things like and don't get me wrong I I ain't gonna say I don't have anything against lashes I do I do I, I have a vendetta against these outrageous lashes I do I have I'm a personal crusade about it I'm not even for the fucking line I'm gonna tell the truth but I feel like it's so many things like weave is fine I get that lashes fine I get that makeup it's fine I get that Niggas wear cologne, niggas wear earrings. It, if I don't have on earrings, I don't feel adequate. Real shit. You want to see a nigga at his highest peak? Get him a haircut. See if he act different. Happens every time. Of course they are. Because they feel, like, they feel like it's on, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Right. I feel good. But, Kendra, it's different when you guys enter the room and it's not based on that. You guys' energy is based on who you are. Right. Because I don't, whether I wear weave. Whether I'm natural, whether I make, wear makeup, whether I'm barefaced, at the end of the day, I, I still have a goal in mind, and I still have that's it. I still have something to get across. So these it. are just added bonuses to me. They don't define who I am, and yeah, it may it may all it does is enhance it. That's how right. I right. It. it shouldn't be dependent on it. Right. No. Because the hair don't make you. The makeup don't make you. It's genuinely what's in here. That's what makes the world of difference. A confident soul who got the the presence to back it up is like the most captivating thing <laughs> yeah. on earth. Period. Period. That's even with a man though. When 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 you when you I feel like for a man to know what they want, genuinely know what they want, and they're very adamant about it. They know what they want. They can't get deterred. They know what it is. They know the goal they have in mind. And that they're not willing to let anybody throw them off by any means. That's that's just excessive to me, as you're saying, a confident woman is. Because it's rare to me, nowadays, you can find a man that knows what they want, that's ambitious enough to go get it, that's not making no excuses, that's not playing no games, and at the end of the day, they want the same thing that you want. Mm. But they're not afraid to say, I want this. Not, not because their friend want it, but because they, they want, want it. it. And it's rare to find that. So when you find that, like I say, I, I have a lot of male friends, but I'm very straightforward and they're very straightforward. And I think that's what makes the friendship a great friendship because we can talk about anything. I like, it don't matter female or male to me. It's the person that I can connect with that mm-hmm. if I can discuss this, if I can discuss that. Like, I know where to go with you with this. I know if I can talk to you about this. And I may can't talk to you about it. So, <laughs> but when right. it's open, that we can talk about everything, 
as refreshing because it's rare. You're not going to find too many friends that you can be an open book with right. without being judged, just being your natural born self. It takes too much to act this way when I'm really this way. But I want people to see me for this. No, fuck them people. That's where I'm at with it. Like, I just, when people get mad, I mean, I tell people that. I always tell people, even exes, whoever, whomever um, I was when I dated you, I need you to understand I'm not that individual now. Mm-hmm. And I say that wholeheartedly not to hurt your feelings, but more so to let you know that I've grown from that. And so what we had is what we had. And what we were is what we were. Mm-hmm. I'm a whole different woman. That's how I look at it. Because I've grown from that. Whatever relationship it is, and it, and it may not have always been that reason, that person, you know what I'm saying, why we ended, vice versa, or on me. But just understand, you got to take them from face value. Like, the relationships and learn from them. And I mm-hmm. don't feel like everybody does that. Nope. They just look at, oh, well, I dated such and such. And I ain't doing nothing wrong. Whatever, I'm going to the next, like. No, everybody play a part. I promise Ooh, you. And you can't tell everybody. Every, what? That. I'm a, yes, I can. Every, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> everybody plays a part, but that's the thing. When I can say you play a part, can you tell me the part you play? Better yet, do you feel comfortable enough with telling me the part that you play? Mm. Because they're not gonna tell you because they gotta you carry the narrative. There you go. And when you can sit in your own shit, I mean, you sit in it. It's different. It hit a little different. Because mm-hmm. I ain't nothing. If I sit in my own shit, ain't nothing you can throw at me that I don't already know. We're talking about me. What what you going to tell me about me? I'm 29 years old. I think I know me better than you know me. I've only known me my whole life. You've only <laughs> been around a few years. Maybe. So what can you tell me? Mm. About me. Right. That course. I don't already know. And it's not that we don't know. We know. We just don't want to fess up to what we know. So, I can know I'm a smart ass. Do I want to say I'm one? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Do I want to say I'm an arrogant motherfucker? Nah, yeah, probably not. I don't want to say it, but I know it. So, when you can own your own stuff, and that's what I have, that's my problem with people. When you can't own what you do or what you did, sorry, Nara. Because you got to fess up that, okay, I played a part in this. What role did I play? Did I antagonize this person to get to the world level that they... But that comes with growth to me. Fact, yeah. That comes with growth. And how you choose to handle... How I once handled the situation here, I'm not going to handle it the same way here. Right. It's just the growth in it. You're right. I think it has to do with what your end goal is. That too. Um, Because early... Of course, when you're, you're young and you're in your 20s and you're dating and shit and you're like... I just, you know, they want for me, they want strong enough for X, Y, Z. There's always the excuse of why I didn't meet. But like you said, it's always two people that intertwine with that. And I'll, I'll even be a little bit more broad. I'll say a third part plays in that, and that's environment. Right. The time, uh, finances, all that shit play and a part. And who else is in their fucking ear? Oh, man. I found that shit out the hard because way. Whoever, and I don't, I don't get Gotta that. Gotta be careful who you vent to. I'm not dating. Yeah, I'm not. If, I'm not, if your mom don't care for me, that's fine. I'm not dating your mom. And I'm not asking for your mom's approval. I'm dating you. So, therefore, if you can handle it, eventually she she'll have to deal with it. Right. right. So, that's how I look at it. And you can't be, everybody should know what you got going on. Mm-hmm. You got to know what ends and outs to have. 
as far as conversations. Like, yeah, I'll vent. And I always tell myself, I'm not going to give nobody no advice that I myself wouldn't follow. There you so, go. if I have a friend in a relationship that's doing this, that, AZ, you know, I can only speak from my perspective, what mm-hmm. I would do. Now, what you choose to take from that, am I trying to change or, you know what I'm saying, your thought process? Absolutely not. Because guess what? I can't change something that you already made your damn mind up on. I'm not trying to change it. Only thing I can do is give you the advice if you want to take I used to get mad, cause especially if I know I'm giving you advice that I know this is the right advice I'm giving you, and you just choosing to do otherwise, but then I'm like, you know what? I gave you the right advice. What you did with it is what you did with it. Don't be to my aunt, man, I don't know how this happened. Yes, you do. I told you what the advice was. You just didn't listen, so it's okay. That's how I look at it. I just be like, live, learn, grow. Mm. That's my whole motto. You don't add to me, you got to go. That's where I'm at nowadays. It was, um... I'm going to lose some friends. Have I lost some? Yes. Oh, yeah. I Am lost. I going to lose some more? Yes. Am I, I going to gain some people that's beneficial? Hell yes. And that's them the people I want. What's crazy about that is I lost a 12-year-plus friend. Really? I'll, um... I don't mind talking about this. This is personal, but fuck it. I always talk about being 100 on the recording. Yeah. Well, fuck it. We're going to keep it 100. Um, good friend of mine. It was three of us. We all met same day. Mm. When we went to college. All met on the same day. I met them. They were roommates. All clicked. Chicago, Mobile, Indianapolis. Mm. Interesting. Interesting group. Chicago, right. Indianapolis, and Mobile. Okay. Tight. Three fucking amigos. All uh, city people, huh? Right. That's probably why I clicked. Probably. Probably. <laughs> But um, we just, we complimented each other. And I was the thinker. My boy Wyatt was the empath. He felt everything where everybody was come from. He was able to relay, you know. Mm-hmm. Mike was the, I guess you could say he was the the ride or die type. Mm-hmm. But with coming with that mindset, ride or die isn't always the best. It isn't. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they can't discern right from wrong. Right. 12 years plus, my boy was going through a divorce. Horrible. And, um. He had kids involved. Now, I'm basically an uncle because I consider these other two my brothers. Mm-hmm. Well, when his wife split, his wife's kids had to go stay with her out of town. So so did the wife get like full custody or? Coming to it. Okay. So day before the trial, this is for uh, custody. Day before the trial, I get a knock on my door. It's her and the kids. Hey. I don't want to tell my husband. I can't afford a hotel. Can we? Can yeah. I? Can if I can't stay here, can the kids stay here? And I'm yeah. like, no, you can stay here. I'm yeah. not gonna not let you. These are my nieces and nephews. I'm not. I don't give a fuck what's going on. I'm gonna do right by them. Right. So I let them stay. The next day, hung something happened, but they would have to get an extended trial. Whatever. Whatever. Best friend comes there. Why the fuck you ain't tell me you had the kids over here last night? And I was like, well, to be honest, it's kind of sudden. She came to the door with the kids. I wasn't finna say no. You should have told them no. Why should I told them no? Them your kids though. I was like thinking with that person sound like they thinking with the idea of trying to make sure to tell the wife no instead of thinking about the children. That's what it was all about, and I realized at that moment. If you can't respect why I made that decision, we ain't got nothing else to talk about. 
You know we can stop mean? here and quickly and surely we ended like it went it plunged from there um it's funny he had a little female in his ear oh they probably fucking that's why they was over there and i'm like how dare you how fucking dare you with your kids there nigga right really and how well do you know me as a friend like i ain't never came at your wife's side with nothing like that and the funny thing is I had to forgive myself out of that situation because I had the reason the divorce really happened is because of domestic violence and I would have to come and get him and take him out. But see, you know what the question I would have opposed to your friend? What was that? They have what kind of like kids, girls or guys? Both. Okay. So what advice do I give my son in this situation? Do I tell him to stay in this situation? Mm. Do I tell him, am I being an example for the man that he needs to be? Mm. My daughter, is this the guy that she needs to be with? Um, And then as a mother, what are you telling her as a woman? Those are the questions that I impose. And I say that because when you get married, you tend to forget, okay, it's about them at the end of the day. And I think that's what makes exactly. me Exactly. That's what makes me scared. And people laugh at me when I say that. I can make a baby with anybody, granted. But I need to know whether we work or not, you gonna take care of your responsibility. You ain't gotta be together for you to take care of your responsibility. Just right. do it. So you have to look at that. Take yourself out the equation for a minute and assess the entire situation. Like I said, mm-hmm. what advice are you telling them? And I say them, I mean the kids. Right. Do they put up with something like this? Mm-hmm. Is this something that you want them to go through? Are you Fact. being an example for them that you need them to be? All that plays a factor, in my honest opinion. And I don't respect no, I don't respect no man that put their hand on a woman. Because I feel like, I don't know, if if I ever caught my dad, and I mean ever, I'm shooting, I need no be no question, I don't give a damn. You ain't, you ain't got to reach put your hand on my mama. My mama? No. We ain't even going for that. It was... It, it was crazy. But that shouldn't even question, like... And it, and it should... I should have seen it coming, honestly. Why you say that? Because he, he had an anger issue. And, like, me and Wyatt would try to, like, when they have situations, we'd immediately go there. Police be there. And we would deliberate to the police. Like, look, we'll get them out of here. We'll do, we'll, yeah. we'll do whatever. It's even a couple times we had to get him out of jail from people calling police. And all this happens in front of the kids all the time. And my ex, who was friends with her, would tell me stuff that would happen behind the scenes. And I guess I was so loyal. I was like, nah, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But now, when I saw that response, if you willing to, right if you want me to shut the door on your kids, man, just because you beefing with her and you mad at me because of that. Alright. Put your pride to the side. It ain't about you or her. Keeping them out of it. It was the fact that your kids ain't had nowhere. I sat on the couch they with had your nowhere kids. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. And you gonna tell me to close the door. It's crazy. To me that says a lot about your character then. Cause you're not mean? I said that says a lot about your character. I mean in the sense of your character oh. as a human being. That you have compassion enough to say, These are my nieces and my nephews. They clearly need somewhere to stay. 
and you can't just close the door. Then it says a lot about his character as a man that you're only, you only care about self and your own selfish vendetta against the mother instead of just saying, damn, he just did the right thing for my kid. And it's okay because granted, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, it may be months, years down the line, but I guarantee you're going to think about it. He's going to think about that instant and go, damn, that nigga really did have my back. Well. And then... Now you lost a friend. Yeah. A good one. Over some bullshit. Over Two of something. Them. See? Once Wyatt See, found out, he was like, oh, fuck that nigga. Right. <laughs> Minor setback shit. Some shit y'all could have got over. Water under the bridge. And you made that be a mountain of a molehill. Why? That was real old school, what you just said. <laughs> yeah. But think about it. We as people, especially black people, we don't want to address the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to maneuver around it. If I ain't got to deal with it, fuck it, I don't want to. But then, before you know it, because you didn't deal with your issues up front with people, you got all these issues, They, co- they mm-hmm. it's a collision, they coming at you all at once, and you don't even know how to handle it, because it is you under impression thinking everything's all good, yeah, when it's not. So, up. why not just address the issue at the beginning, instead of sitting there tiptoeing around it, tiptoeing around it. <laughs> Because eventually, it ain't going to be no more tiptoe space. So, that's just what I've learned with people. I don't want to sit there and be to my, well, I'm thinking everything's sweet, peach, and cream. It's not. You got an issue? Say you got an issue. I can't read your mind. I'm not Cleo. Me don't have no thing on my head. Me don't me don't know that. Sorry. Oh, no call to collect. No, one. for real. Like, <laughs> So, I need you. I'm not a mind reader. I need you to express. You got to tell me what it is. And I rather be I rather be that person where you tell me, and I could think on something that you told me, versus I'm making my own interpretation of what I think. Cause the assumptions making an asshole out of you and me. Mm-hmm. So why assume what I could just know? Good point. I don't want to assume, and I've learned ain't no need to assume That assumption shit that gets you in trouble. Yeah, cause you make <laughs> scenarios that may not even be right. real. And be mad over some shit that ain't even that. Right. So let's just get to the root of the issue. Address right. it. Fact. I can appreciate it more. I can be mad, but I can appreciate it because we had the conversation versus not having the conversation. And you ain't saying how you really felt. Nah, it's coming all out. Oh, hell no. You gonna have to conduct that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you take it down. You're at a 10. I'm at a measly 2. Like, I need you to take it down. So. I get, I definitely get what you're saying. Those aren't, and then I look at people as just what people say. People are here for a lifetime. Some people just here for a season. A lot of people are here for a reason. Everybody's here for a reason, but you gotta decide. What these people was meant here for me? What were they here to teach me? What was really, cause that's, it's a lesson in everything. Lesson and a blessing, that's how I look at it. Mm. So. Whether I lost you as a friend, I gained a lot of information, a lot of knowledge on how to maneuver forward through life as far as dealing with this situation again. Because I don't want to have to run into the same encounterment again. So I've learned from it. So that's why I say it can be a lesson and a blessing. Don't look at it as, man, it's devastating. No. You can make anything into a pretty situation. Because the struggle is beautiful. I promise you it is. Mm. It is because it's what you make of it. 
Everybody struggles to some degree. But what they make of it, that's some real shit. That's the beauty of it. Because you don't, you don't know what they're going to come up with. And then when you see it, it's like, oh, well, that's what they was coming up with. And you didn't know. So that's how I look at it. Struggle. Beautiful. Think about it. It's every, when you go through the struggle, it makes everything that much more sweeter. Because you want it more. Right. You want it more. That determination, that hunger, like that aggression, a, that ambition. It's a different type of gas, right. man. It's it different. Is. It hit very different. Mm-hmm. So when you when you struggling, I know it make you want it more. Mm-hmm. You want it more than you ever could have wanted. So I could appreciate my struggle. Whatever. You have to look at it like that. And I, and as my friend always tell me, my, my friends T always tell me, it could always be worse. And I that used to make me so fucking mad because I don't want to hear that. <laughs> what the fuck you mean? It can always be worse. That ain't the shit I need to hear right now. But he's absolutely right. And I thought that was just a military thing. But when you look at everything, you take a second to just assess, step out of yourself, look at it. It could be worse. Somebody's going through something far difficult than what you're going through. And yet, you're sitting here dwelling on this, that, and the third. Not appreciating what you do have. All you're looking at is what you don't have. Mm. But what you don't have is you don't have it because you don't want it. Not because you can't get it. We don't never use all our resources. I feel like. We'll say we won't. Like I say, you have resources. We all have them. But are you using your bag of tricks? Mm. Hmm. And people say, well, I ain't got nothing. I don't do nothing. Everybody good at something. You have to find your niche. What's in your bag of tricks? Well, I don't know. That's for you to figure out. But everybody has something. And with that something that you have, you have resources resources that you can detonate around. Because you're going, and I say that because we all encounter different people every day. Mm-hmm. Not knowing the people that you encounter that could be beneficial to you. But are you using them to your best ability? We don't think like that. I know we don't. I don't know. That was deep as fuck, girl. <laughs> I, I mean, people say that, but I mean, I, I think I think a little different. I do. Mm-hmm. I and. When I say different, I do mean deeper because you have to ask yourself, okay? I had went to go see Ayanna Van Damme, and I think that's the best thing I ever could have done. And I say that, my cousin was like, did she fix your life? I said, no, because all y'all asses wasn't there. I'm sorry she gave me what she could because I needed y'all asses to be present. (laughs) But um, it's crazy because everybody be like, can you be a great motivational speaker? I think you would. I don't know about that, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> it's just not something I had ever thought about, and that's usually what I say. I don't think about that. I just, I'd speak from here. Like I said, I just, this is from here, not knowing who we can mm-hmm. impact or whatever, but I do feel like, like when I wasn't seeing that lady, I was, I was on a high, like, no, for a good three, four weeks. Like, Damn. I was like, shit. Woo, what kind of crack that is she got? (laughs) But I mean that in a sense because, granted, as she says, in order for things to happen for you, you have to be able to do the work. We don't want to do the work. 
and in my Ayala voice. But I love it. How is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. It's not. You can't expect this, that, and et cetera, but you're not doing what needs to be done on your end. So I took that and I applied that to life. You don't do the work. You don't get, you don't, you know what I mean? You don't get the resources. You don't work, you don't eat, man. Right. So, and to me, that's in everything. You don't do the work. Relationship, you don't get one. You don't do the work financially. The benefits of that. I mean, it works in every aspect. Right. So, do the work. We can't, it's enough with saying what we want to do. What are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? And I go, damn, I need to get my shit together. (laughs) Because it was just, to me, it's just confirmation. That's how I look at it. Like, a lot of my thought for the days is more so premeditated on my thoughts. But then at the same time, when you see somebody like that, that's more. That's more. So, and then you read, and that's more. That's more. So it's like, what are we really doing? Are we really, as I said, are we really using all our resources? And that's how that's we're not. Mm-mm. I think it's, like you said, not having that 360 uh, assessing ability to see what's really around you. It's okay to step out yourself. Do that. We don't Niggas do it enough. Niggas are scared to do that. Well. Niggas are scared. How are you going to be scared to step outside yourself? And you ain't scared to shoot a gun. Mm, that's that's backwards. You that you want to kill backwards. somebody? You 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 want you rather kill somebody instead of assessing the whole situation before you do it. It's true. Right. So no, you gotta think. Even if that that little uh, man, your thought can change everything in a blink of an eye, in a blink. So you need to think, think, not just. Oh well, tomorrow everything's gonna be roses and peaches, and the sky is gonna be orange. And no. Think, I mean, I mean, and think intuitively. Like, really think. Like, don't just wait for. As I say, stop letting society teach us what we need to know. Mm. Look up that shit, and I say that in one of my pieces because I mean it. Stop. Re- I feel like we rely on everybody else, and I say everybody else. I mean society to teach us instead of just get familiarized with it yourself. Have you ever picked up a book and? That's the first thing people say, well, especially for black folks. You want, you want to hide something? I just put it in the book. Because I know Jada you ain't going to look. said it in one of my favorite songs. I know you ain't going to look. Hide something from a nigga, put it in the book. <laughs> I know you ain't going to look. I know you ain't. This nigga here going to look, though. I promise you, this nigga, I can't speak for the rest. But me, she, her, I'm going to look. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to. I mean, I'm, I'm shortchanging myself if I don't. Right. So I'm going to look. I'm going to be that nigga, that token nigga that you didn't think. And when I'm intelligent on top of that, ooh, that make the white folks mad. But ooh, I love it. Because I want to prove to you I'm not just a nigga as you see me. I can be that nigga as you see me, but I can still have so much more going for myself as that nigga. So as Jay-Z said, whether I'm a black nigga, what the nigga say? Whether I'm a house nigga, field nigga, mm-hmm. still a nigga. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. still a nigga. So you call me what you want I can be that. I can be the richest nigga. I'm okay with that. I'm still riches in there. So, I mean, we got some people that have. I feel like 
like we have so many people as for as celebrities they don't realize the impact they have here. they don't and you I look why? at that and I go it's funny because they don't have that outlook you just said that 360 you got to have that though like I you got to have that I say that you have to have that because it's so many eyes on you right and they could literally make a change right with just a bar in a song right because it's that inspiring that it leaves that type of impact on people. So mm-hmm. just think what you could do. Mm-hmm. It ain't even got to just be with you. Imagine if I get Jay-Z, Diddy, Oprah, Tyler Perry, one room. That's a lot of black power in one room. A lot of black power, a lot of Shout money. Shout out to Tyler Perry, by the way. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's just imagine. And, but... Tyler Perry is the exception to the rule. And I say the exception because that's the only one I know or that I hear about. No disrespect to any of the names that I previously named, dropped, but that's the only one that's, like I said, reaching from back here to get somebody else. It's true. Yeah, you're damn sure right. You're damn to, sure to right there. Else. To help somebody else. He damn sure made, he, he got everybody from his plays and shit and established them. And but then they do what? the same. But you yeah, know what I respect right. about that? Everybody ain't gonna give you the game. Mm-mm. He went and got it. Found it out. Everybody ain't, and I say everybody ain't gonna give you the game in the sense of he he puts his people in position. You think everybody gonna do that? Mm-mm. Most people not gonna do that because they're too scared you're gonna step on their toes. Gonna take away their coins. Right. Where is it? He don't care. You know why he don't care? Because he know what he is. He know the kind of person that he is. I know where I stand. I know what I can bring to the table. And guess what? If you're better than, than me at it, just say, okay, you're better. But ain't nobody doing what Tyler doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody. So guess what? As of right now, I'm sorry. Ding dong, the witch is dead. He's winning. Oh, yeah. That's that's how Absolutely. I but Especially <laughs> with that last move. That yes. studio. Amazed. Period. I just want to be the person that say, hey, how you doing? Welcome to Tyler. Nigga, Bitch. let me just check your badge. <laughs> Like, have a great day. How sir. are you doing? <laughs> How are you doing? Welcome to Tyler Perry Studios. TPS. Right. Security. Let me do it. I don't give a shit. But nah, I, I used to give to him life. so much shit until I sat back. I listened to an interview he did. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had a I had a big debacle with black church versus white church. I had a big issue with it. And um I was like, Yeah, Tyler Perry is for us, but he always going to these cracker churches and speaking now. And I realized I had to meditate and check myself because at the same day, it's not about the color of their skin. Not at all. Because some of the biggest snakes look just like me. Right. Some of the worst people are black just like me. Right. And God bless him for having discernment to want to speak his peace and tell his story wherever he goes. Right. And that's something I had to learn. That's something I'm still learning. Because I can get in my feelings and stuff, but at the end of the day, with what I want to achieve, I want to make life better for everybody. I didn't right. say just black people. I want to help Mobile. Right. Mobile is black, white, Mexican, Chinese, right. Korean. And that's how it is around the world. Right. So, kudos to him. Because he, he made me open my eyes recently after sitting there listening to the dream he had. Because he's going to... My goal is always legacy. What am I going to leave behind? I right. want to be the answer to a question on a black history test right. or something like that. I, I want to see my name 
somewhere. I don't give a fuck where it's at. Uh, you're going to see J.A. Evans some fucking where in Mobile at some point when I leave. And how can I do that if I'm closed-minded? Mm-hmm. One of the biggest people who gave me a break was a white woman last year. So then that makes me ask you, is it really about the race? It isn't. That's I what I learned. That was the hardest thing to come up to. Remember I was talking about how God gives the ability to do things and we set limitations? Mm-hmm. We do the same thing with race. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with supporting black people. There's nothing wrong with supporting <laughs> black businesses. But just support, period. Support. If I'm going to be about Mobile, you got to preach support Mobile. Right. That's what I'm learning. With everything that comes with it. Right. That is what I'm learning. Agreed. That is what I'm learning. So it's it was a very hard pill to swallow. But I had one two white people changed my life for this podcast. Um one is an artist by the name of Cat Pope. And um I sat down and talked with her for an interview over the phone. And she's a dope artist. I'm talking about this girl can paint her ass <laughs> off. And she brought up how before she encounters anything, she remembered God first. That's a recurring theme in my life on that wall right there, mm-hmm. God first. And she reminded me of that. Yeah, and I had to get back. To to me. Gotcha. It, it, if, you gonna, if you want to be truly connected to the source, you got to put that first. And it's really that hard to do. That is your source. Exactly. That's your first source. It's the hardest to remember sometimes, given what circumstances you were yeah, in. You're right. Because sometimes you'd be like, man, I got to pay X, Y, and Z, and I can't do this because I ain't got enough time. So I'm going to skip out on you know church and stuff so I can do X, Y, and Z. But for every choice you make, God will let you make a certain amount of choices before he mm-hmm. reveals himself to mm-hmm. you. And so when you he make decisions, gives us enough rope to man, and I was in that bitch, <laughs> toes dangling like, okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. Help me, God. Okay, I get it. And he comes through. And it, and I feel like God is like a parent, cuz. Like, the more I tell this story, and, I, and this is probably like the third podcast I say this on, I feel like God is like a parent. You ask him a question over and over and over and over. After a while, you're just like, I'm not going to answer. I know I already answered you once. But then I think I think he hears us. But oh yeah, he hears But at the same time, that go back to what I said. We ask, but are we doing everything on y'all end? Nope. That's, That's the, the difference. Thing. That's the difference. And you know what the fucked up thing is? A lot of times we know, but we don't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. It's that that comfort of lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. In denial. Mm-hmm. That's the whole time. The First whole step. time. <laughs> But it's easier to lie to yourself than to be able to identify and say, yeah. Because it's harder. Because you got to look at yourself objectively. And that's the hardest shit to do because we're all our, when you're your own critic, when you have to reveal yourself right. and you have to, the growth, right. you're going to see all the shit you did. Mm-hmm. Because the crazy thing is, you know, when people, you, you deal with liars, right? And I can't stand being around people that lie for no reason. When you by yourself, I often think this, you're a liar, right? And when you by yourself, you know you lying. Mm-hmm. So does it eat you up more? Does it eat you up worse? Do you is when people have like addictions or stuff they preoccupy themselves with, whether it be alcohol, um, bad television choices, or mm-hmm. certain types of music. I feel like you know you need to work on something, but you're putting it off. It's like procrastinating self entitlement or self embitterment. Agreed. So when you sit in your shit 
it stinks a lot worse. So now you got to create a false narrative around yourself to shield your sanity because but you're refusing what, to deal with it. But it ain't no it. beneficial in it. It, it isn't. It is, it is extremely detrimental. And when you get somebody, watch this, when you get somebody that can see you for who you are and see through all the shit, mm-hmm. it scares the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. It shakes you to your core. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So people that are actually potentially good for you, you, you can psychological actually... psychologically tell yourself. They ain't. Boom. Man, I done it. Man, I f- <laughs> listen, I'm going to tell you something. All right, so... A couple people know this, a couple people don't. I'm a poet as well. Okay, cool. Um, did poetry at AM all the time. I was part of the poetry club there, spoken word, everything there. Um, I've been working on a piece called Dear Athena, and it's part of a book, a book I'm writing. I, I'll go ahead and say the title because next, some people I know. think somebody called me. Oh, this is Mrs. Let me. Get that, get that, get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah, I'm sitting. I'm sitting here. Me and Kendra doing a podcast episode. Ashley say hey. Hey. She said hey. I'll tell yeah. her. I'll tell her sister about that about her because I thought she was coming on okay. too late night, but she said she had a church something. That yeah, church. she man, she had to go to an event. She got all fine on me. Didn't tell me how fine <laughs> she was getting. She sent me pictures. I'm like, uh, you look stunning. <laughs> but um. But she was working on a piece. Yeah, so I'm writing a book called. Um, 88 text messages not sent um the concept is the entire book is going to be in the format of unsent text messages um guys and i'm sure girls probably do this shit too but i'm I'm saying guys because i'm a guy um hey hey I think it's sweet. No, it's K. Hello. Yeah. Hey, sweetie. Hey, sweetie. Hey, sweetie. Hey. Happy birthday, lady. Hey. Um, I am doing an interview right now. I'll let you see who I'm interviewing. Hi. Hey, Ebony. So, I'm gonna have to exit out because we ain't done. Because we li- we are literally recording. So I'm gonna have to get up with y'all. <laughs> you you, you how she was the, the, the goat last night. We were just talking about it. We we talking about it. Anyway, so bye you guys. Alright. Alright, Seth. We are crazy. But yeah, see? Your crazy. reputation proceeds you, cuz. <laughs> but um So you're writing this book. Yeah, I'm writing a book and it's in the format of text messages. Mm. It's um, not gonna be sentences or anything. Well, sentences, but it'll be typed like it's a text message, and each one yeah. will be. I mean, they be sentences anyway. We just don't put the periods on. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, yeah. But basically, it's gonna be like that. Cool. These will That's be text different. messages that I've wanted to send, not to different exes, but I'm gonna basically because I fucked over some great women in mm-hmm. my life. I really have, and so I'm so taking. So is it the, more like a? Uh, is it more like an apology or like a, have you have you had a formality of like has it all come to you like damn I fucked up here that growth that maturity like kind of but I'm gonna tell it in a different way oh, okay. um, so I'm combining all the women together mm. and um, I love Greek mythology cool. my favorite goddess has been Athena so her name <laughs> is going to be Athena 
Makes sense. Okay, so the the backstory is that I'm telling Athena I fucked up, and each text is going to be a different aspect of me coming to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. And the last one will be the same text message, which is actually a poem mm. I've actually written. Um, I've only let two people hear it, uh, Ebony and Kate Marie. Okay. Now, my sis. Yeah, basically, <laughs> your troop mates. My poor basically. sisters. Basically. Um, so when I let them hear, they're like, nigga, this is dope. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, the concept even fucking dope. Thank you. You okay? Um, Because I don't think... It hadn't been done. Yeah. It hadn't been done. That's why. Yeah. So, I'm going to do an excerpt of that poem at y'all next show. Cool. Great. Um, I look forward. Right. (laughs) Um, And it's not that I've been nervous about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not nervous performing. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah, no. (laughs) Not that immediately. It's that. It's personal. It's so personal. I get what you're saying. The whole way I came to this, Kendall, was really looking at myself and seeing the piece of shit that I was. But you know what I can respect about it? You came to yourself. A lot of people don't come. A lot of people don't. I don't know. I don't want to be. I look at that, too. I don't want to come to myself when I'm on my dying bed. Right. When I'm I'm just saying my last breath, my last sake. No, I don't want. Because if you think about it. Maybe if you identify with yourself sooner, some of the circumstances, the situations, the decisions, the choices, it wouldn't be the same. Right. So, it's crazy because you wish you could kind of jump in front of that ball. And some of us can. Mm-hmm. We just choose not to. And some of us have that fuck it mindset. Like, whatever. I thought I had that for so long until I had attachment issues. Mm. I um I I couldn't relate like I wanted to. It felt like I was becoming an emotionally sociopath kind of sort like. So when you saying you could relate explain on that like Okay. Don't keep it 100. People would say that they could be with somebody cut it off and then go do whatever. I was that. Oh shit! And I oh you that nigga nigga Kenda I cause <laughs> you that nigga nigga <laughs> I was a whore for mm-hmm. every bit of about six years. So what made what? My question to you is, when did it click? Like when did you say you know what it's time out for your game? Cause see I love to ask men that question. Like how Ooh. do you know when it is enough? Enough is enough. How do you know when you ready to say it's time out for the bullshit? I'm ready for a wife. I don't want to treat my wife as my hoes and my sluts that I've played around with. What makes her different from all these adurs over here that you got mm-hmm. over here? All the bullshit? Yes. I'll tell you what. There was a woman by the name of Ebony. Not this Ebony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not your Ebony. Um, Ebony and I were just having sex and having fun, but it was different with Ebony. I could talk to Ebony. Mm. Ebony would walk in the room and get my attention in a room full of people. Mm. Um, it wasn't about what she was wearing. It was the confidence and mm. the conversation we could have verbally and non-verbally. We mm. connected. That's deep. Now, the problem was Ebony and I were fuck buddies, but my soul wanted her. 
my I wanted this woman mm-hmm. in every facet beyond sex we would have sex and I don't even smoke but she roll up one burn one <laughs> we listen that with it because I lay in the bed with her. We listened to instrumentals. Cool. You just go Because we both love music. She mm. played the instrument. She played the saxophone. Oh, that's I play a little bit of piano. So, oh, my God. Man, so it was there. Yes. But she was a shitty person. Mm. We'd have sex. We'd do our thing. we connect emotionally. we get almost to a relationship. she disappear. Two, three months. Disappear. Mm. That's not like some catfishy felt like it and did you ever find out why though yeah so after she did we did this for like three years after like the fourth time yeah yeah and my heart couldn't take it because though you could have been you could have been missing out on somebody who really was genuinely there for you think about that time frame two to three months i heal and over my wound back up and she's right back down Mm, and so i couldn't get over never could that's, that's why it's important to cut. That's why the fuck I cut exes off. I, I don't mean to be rude, like, no, but I got to grow I, from it. And, and I need you to go. You, I couldn't, no matter how much. And then if it was like she was my sweetest poison, I swear to God. Uh, it, it it She was everything I wanted but didn't need at that time altogether right. wrapped up in one. And she saw this fucking, I was making love to this girl. Like, like I said, we was late and talk. We, nigga. We laid a blanket by a window, mm-hmm. naked as we was on the floor after doing our thing, and looked at the stars and talked about the stars, <laughs> different lifetimes, reincarnation. Like, may, what if we met? What if we die and we don't meet again till deep, deep shit. Like, that's type and, of shit. And the crazy thing is, the shit that y'all talking about, things people do in a relationship. So, only thing I'm trying to do, I'm trying to make it official with her, and every time it come up, she do it, disappear. So after like the third time, because I'm stupid as fuck, I'm just whenever she show up, I'm happy. What's your zodiac? I'm a Leo. And <laughs> what 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 they say about y'all? <sighs> we are exuberant. We are loyal to a fucking fault. We try to capture the energy. We try to have all the attention. And if we get that from someone who provides it to us, you we're, we're stuck to them. So here's this person. That's why you like that. Pin, That's what, that mm. too. We and she was my pole opposite. She was a water sign. Aries. So you. Uh, she was a Aquarius. Aquarius, yes. Which is my best friend is an Aquarius. That's crazy. So she was literally like a female fucking best friend. Uh, so this shit had layers, Kendra. This yeah, shit. see. Man, so I flat out asked her. And I'm never scared to ask anybody anything. But I'm fucking terrified to ask her this because it's going to scare her away again. I'm enjoying this temporary toxic situation right. because it's so blissful but you know it's coming i'm she i'm shooting her up in my veins and i'm scared to <laughs> you know what i'm saying scared to, to to ask her so i said fuck it why are you running from me what did i do to you what am i saying wrong? what am i doing wrong? i'm in tears at this point and i'm scared because she gonna think i'm weak but at that point i ain't give a fuck because i needed to know because right. i'm a thinker while you're right. gone from them three months all i'm thinking is how did you fuck up this time right. how can you make it right the next time she told me my dad's a piece of shit he cheats on my mom and I'm just like him. And it eats me up. Mm. And she was like, anytime you try to come to me, it reminds me of how terrible I am. Because you're not the only guy I do this with. She flat out told me that. And I appreciated it, Kendra. I did. I appreciate it, but you could have told me that three years prior, too. 
You could have told me that in year one, too. Let me tell you how stupid I am. I she still, told you. She told me, and we still did the same song and dance like so two more you, times. So did you think that you could change your mind? Like? Yeah. So you want to know what's funny? What? Things that people get on women about. You was on I lived. Mm. So when people say, well, women should just know if they got intuition. Nah, man, sometimes it's deeper than that. Sometimes that emotional connection that you have for somebody, sometimes it's reciprocated. Right. And it's due to they being hurt. She's right. hurt. I don't know where she is right now, but I pray she found help because mm-hmm. she's an amazing person. She'll make a great wife, I hope, but she needs to deal with those demons and not run from them. Now, with seeing that, I looked at myself. My best friend told me after I told him what was really going on with mm-hmm. Ebony because your best friend knows you. He knows where you're going. He's like, oh, you going fucking with Ebony? Damn, what's she doing? Like, that's how that's how my nigga talked to me, man. He could tell me shit like that. So, Like, good. You ain't, ain't, ain't learned from the last day, my bro? My nigga came to me one time. He was like, man, real shit, you can do better, dog. I know you like her. I know she's cool. She's a wonderful better. person. But he was like, brother... To your self worth. What what did you did he, you know your self worth? That's important, she, man. When you with black men and self esteem, when you don't address it and put it on material things and not really who you are, it wanes and you know shines. Mm-hmm. It, it's always this instead of this. Mm-hmm. So when he told me that, and my my best, this is how I know this will be my nigga for life. He told me that and he got tears. Why he said he was like, You deserve so much better because you are a phenomenal person. And yeah, you and he's crying that. telling me this. And I'm like He sees something, you don't need to see it. And that's the scariest shit. It is. That's I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. <laughs> I wouldn't even be in the podcast I'm in if it wasn't for Did I mention that? Like my podcast is my own my choir director. Um What? My choir director at Bishop, uh, I call her my musical hummingbird. And I say that in the sense of... That was beautiful, by the way. That's what I call her, <laughs> my musical hummingbird. And I say that in the sense because she made me realize I have so much to offer, whether it's music, everything, every aspect. There are layers to me. And um, I gave that lady hell. I really did. I, to- I told, um, told her son that when he interviewed me, I was like... He's like, man, my mama loves you. I said, bro, I ain't even finna lie to you. I gave your mama hell. But I only gave her hell because everything that she was trying to teach me and instill in me, I knew it was for the betterment of me. I didn't want it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it because I was running from it. And I think I laugh now because look how things shape. Mm-hmm. She's gone back to New Jersey. Now her kids are down here. And ironically, I get to um, I get to do this podcast because Fred had came to me and he was like, "Well, you know, my mom, my mom had suggested you," and I was like, "She did." He was like, "Yeah," and um, we went out to dinner and everything, just talking about just talking about the podcast. He's kind of interviewing me in the process to see if I'm even worthy. Did I have the credentials and whatnot? And um, I told him I would I would go. Like I didn't have a problem with it. And um, we talked and we laughed. And he was like, "Killer." I can see why my mama love you. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't see that at the beginning. Your mom came with that up front. Up front. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I shitted on her. So, as I always tell her, any success that I have, we have. 
Because she made me see myself deeper than what I saw myself, whether it be musically, writings. I took creative writing because she suggested it. You took that too, huh? She suggested that at Bishop. I wasn't going to do that. But I was writing so much. Everything I write, I give it to her. She be the first person to read it. Damn, mm. my friends. I give it to her. And I give it to her because she's the music. She knows. like, So everything I'm writing, I'm giving it to her. That's my baby. And I'm sharing my, my work with you. And so that's what made me say I do creative writing. And then it just blossomed into so much more. But from the beginning, I gave her so much hell. Because I was like, man. That's why I'm a little rebellious one. But <laughs> I'm a Sour Patch kid. Who are you? <laughs> but eventually, eventually, like I say. Start off sour. Yes. But, <laughs> but so then sweet. they sweet. Like, <laughs> I, will, I, would, I wouldn't be. I like to think I wouldn't be where I'm at. Because everybody plays a factor in your life. And I'm okay with saying the place that she, the part that she played. I'm, I'm, I'm very much so comfortable with saying, you did this. You you made me look at some same thing. I said about Shamika, my mentor in Over Brown. I would say that about Miss Schamberger, my mentor now, still my mentor. I don't never think you're too old to have a mentor because I, I can grow in every aspect of the way, every day. So why does age have to matter? So... I have to think, yeah, definitely have to thank me a little for that because it's crazy. Now I'm in a podcast with her kids and I'm like, how the fuck is that? <laughs> like, but that's funny. It just, but she treats me like like I'm one of her kids. Like, that's like my are. mom because that's what I tell her. And her, her birthday is literally the day before my mom's. Wow. I was like, shit, this is crazy. No mistakes there. <laughs> None. <laughs> but I say that and, I'm, and I mean that. Um, I call her, I gave her a pendant, like of a hummingbird. And then I think last year I had sent her like this plaque. Cause I never forget, um, she gave me my first soloist. So that plaque was um, a silver plaque. Like it'll be platinum one day, but hey. silver plaque. And I wrote the, um, the name of the song and everything. Cause she had wrote it. She had actually wrote that and I sung it. So. I sung that actual piece that she had, and so I just put the whole choir picture on there mm. that I have, and I sent it to her, and she's like, oh my God, I was just like, yeah, I thought that would've been sweet. That so, is. So I try to put a lot of thought behind anything I do for the most part, whether it be decorating, whether it be, you know, friendships or doing things for people, because you want people to do things for you and you want to be able to give it back. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about it. I want to do for people because if I'm in if I'm in a position that I can help somebody else, I want to. Cuz guess what? When I'm down, I want somebody to help me. Right. So, mm. that's how I feel about it. But it's crazy, but that's how my podcast came along. That's dope. <laughs> it, and looking at the the sum of the parts. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, don't make mistakes, man. I don't think you. it does either. I don't. I definitely don't think he does either, and it's crazy because I vibe with them, and I be like, "Shit, they like my brothers." Like, mm -hmm. I vibe with them, so it's like it's cool. I just like when she had said that, she was like, "Hey, uh, I don't know how you feel about it." And I was like, "Hey, I shoot my shot." She's like, "Can I think you'd be great for?" I said, "Well, we'll see," because people be like, "Kendall, man, you funny as fuck." I be like, you are hilarious. I just be chilling, be cooling. It's funny. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna tell you a secret. Um, of course, you know, I did Power Lines Poetry. I got every, I interviewed everyone except mm -hmm. one, uh, Hayes. Um, I'm gonna get him eventually. It's just life happens, you right. know, shit is tough sometimes. Um, 
I was like, it's while doing Power Alliance poetry, I'm like, I got to do black on black rhymes. <laughs> How the fuck would I do that to and my people? Do, right. and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and not do that. I'm going to tell you the truth, Miss Kenda. You were the first one I wanted to interview. I'm going to tell you why. Why? I've come to so many shows. I've never really had a dialogue with you. Yeah, and you was, didn't. And I was like, I want to pick her brain. And I want to do it in a way where it's mysterious, but at the same time, I think it'll be fun for both of us. Cool. So that's why I approached you first. Everything I do is kind of strategically. I'm like that. Because, <laughs> but I'm not gonna tell you. Right, right, right. That's I'm just I'm just telling you, you know, just because we've talked so yeah. much. Um, but nah, I, I I want to get you first because I was like, she looked mean, but I know a lot of people that look mean. But they just are thinkers, and I think she's a thinker. And with with this yeah, conversation, so. this lets me. But I I feel like uh, how do I put it? People people we all prejudge people. That's how I look. Yeah. At it. And, <laughs> yeah. and I can come across as mean, but you have to get to know me. Mm-hmm. So once you get to know me, I'm pretty cool. I think I, as long as you don't fuck me over, we good. But you fuck me over, you got to go. Like I ain't trying to be rude. I ain't gonna. Ho- I ain't gonna keep you waiting. I'm just gonna go until you got to go. That's the nice way of doing. It. You don't want to see this me the other side, cause she can be mean. But that is that's pretty much. I do. I I I do. I think I have a lot to offer. But I've heard that a lot. People be like, Kimmy, you look so mean," and I be like, I'm "Not mean. I'm just constantly think. My mind is always churning." You have a, a stern face, like you. But I mean business too. Hmm. I'm, and I'm very much about my business. Yes, ma'am. So I want you to see that. Like, not that I. I do wish you could have saw your expression. <laughs> it was like I'm very nice, but I can be mean. Too. Right. I can't. And, I, and I know it. I, and I know it. I'm not. I'm not denying it in any way, shape, or form, or fashion. That's me. But guess what? By me having that look on my face, you take me serious just off True. my look alone. And I be like, Kendall, I've gotten better. Because I wouldn't even better? smile. Yes, I wouldn't even smile. I'm, I'm leaning in better? Better. I wouldn't even <laughs> smile. I wouldn't Damn. even smile. Right. So I'm doing great. I think I'm doing great. And I never paid attention to it till like my aunt used to be like, Kenna, you, you don't even smile. And I was like, shit, I don't know why. Because I got a Colgate smile. So I was like, I don't know why. Hell but then no. but then I think it's just loosening up. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, being open-minded. You're experiencing different things. You see the world differently. Mm-hmm. You see people differently. And I think that's what opens you up to. I agree. So. Fuck yeah. So yeah. how did the interview go? Nigga, you did a fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Fuck you mean? You were here. <laughs> I mean, I I was a deep, it was a deep conversation to me. Nigga, we talked for almost three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours and 52 minutes. Yeah. Shit, I, that's, I that's, think you did straight. It, it, yeah. That's a couple of episodes right there. I might have to do a part three. <laughs> Shit. Nah, nah, but it's deep, 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 deep stuff. Deep, deep stuff. I love these. 